an item that involves the Department of Public Enterprises presented by the DG uh, with his team. I think we'll be getting, we have already received the presentation. Uh, it's not such a long presentation. Sometimes presentation can fool you and only to find this loaded, it's loaded. Uh, but I think that's the only item that we have. And the, without wasting time, I will ask the secretary to present us with the apologies so that we can be in a position to continue with the session. Uh, secretary. Uh, thank you, Chair and Honourable Members. Uh, the only apology I received, the Ministers uh, will not be able to join us today. I received an apology. And also, Ms. Komani also will be joining us after 10. Those are the only two apologies. Okay, that's that's fine. Thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Mkwanasi, Honourable Mkwanasi, is also not fine. She's still gonna be going to some. Uh, I don't know whether it's a physical training after the the seizure, and they won't be able to lock in today. Uh, yeah, that's the only one that I have. I understand that we do have the deputy minister. Uh, Honorable Maswan and the, the DG, I also understand he is present here. Uh, without wasting any of the time, I will ask the, the minister to start with his overview.
and then we go straight to the presenter. Deputy Minister. No, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, greetings uh, to the Honorable Committee. Uh, greetings uh, to everybody. Uh, Chair, as was requested by the committee, uh, the expectation is uh, on us to present on the mid-year performance uh, report uh, by the department, as well as um, uh, provide some comment on some of the uh, AG uh, matters uh, that have to do with the audit outcomes uh, as uh, uh, continuously we engage uh, with the audit process. Uh, a presentation was uh, prepared uh, to this effect, and as you correctly noted, handed over to the committee. The Director General uh, is uh, to lead that presentation, uh, which will uh, really uh, expose uh, the issues of performance, uh, which uh, in the midst of uh, the restrictions uh, as a consequence of uh, uh, the COVID, uh, sometimes we've had to operate uh, in uh, uh, extraordinary circumstances, but uh, it is something that uh, we have really uh, grown to be used to. Uh, we do show, as would be indicated in the report, uh, that uh, insofar as the targets we had set ourselves, um, uh, we do uh, have uh, over the period a uh, note uh, performance in the order of 80%. But the, 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 the Director General uh, or the uh, selected person uh, by the DG to lead the presentation uh, will, will proceed with that, uh, Chair, with your permission. Um, can I check? Uh, I, I do not see yet the DG amongst the, uh, the members who are here unless he's connected in someone else's uh, gadget. Uh, can I check if uh, we have... Um, from the department, either the acting DG, acting DG or the DG. I'm, I'm here. I'm using Bangladesh. Oh. oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Thank you. I, I thought I thought so. Yeah. yeah, we are we are presenting chair from the from the boardroom. So in the boardroom here, I do have the rest of the colleagues uh, with me. Um, uh, can I ask that the host please uh, enable uh, Bangani's computer to uh, to share the screen? It's done, DJ. Thank you so much. Um, let me do that. Um, I think we may have, we may need to, to just swap them around. Um, my apologies about that. Because uh, which screen can the, can the members see? Are they seeing the, the screen with, uh, okay. Gigi, do you want to crash cause? On sharing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not using my my laptop, so uh, so it's just giving showing me flames. And my apologies to the members for that. 
Uh, it's visible. Is it visible? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. And I apologize for the settings that, that we have chosen. Yeah. Um, they're not making for, for good sharing, but be that as it may, the members have have the presentations before themselves. Uh, so we'll go through it. Um, actually, that's, the, that's what we'll be presenting today, starting with the introduction. Um, and obviously going into the, our uh, half year report, but where we have the latest information, uh, we have shared them with you. Uh, so there's some of the data from January is already with us. Uh, we want to also speak to human resource management. It was an area that uh, the committee had raised um, uh, concerns uh, with vacancy rates, especially we'll speak to the financial performance as the members uh, would have seen. We are not where we'd like to be. Uh, but um, we have made progress anyway in terms of predetermined objectives. There are areas um, uh, with the AG that um, you have asked feedback on, we'll cover that. And they will go into uh, performance per program, um, we'll cover the SOC performance as we do. And the last um, uh, report on fraud and corruption, we have included it as, uh, of course, the issues of, uh, of SOE. Uh, malfeasance are very much in the news, so we felt it will, uh, it will not be good for us not to, to cover that. And I'm going to ask um, uh, Advocate McCorbe to, co to cover that for us when we get there. Chad, we have um, uh, 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 sought to improve our oversight um, system as a department in order to better, uh, in order to see better results with our SOEs. Uh, and also to have a better sense within the department on the activities that you are undertaking um, throughout the year, uh, so that we can see where interventions, for instance, uh, uh, is required. Uh, we have um, uh, set up um, a delivery support unit in the department to help us in that regard. And you'll see it, it's coming through in the performance uh, on a quarterly basis in the department. Uh, we are tracking the performance. We are uh, 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 very data intensive now in the department. We've introduced a Power BI. Uh, uh, we are also ensuring that um, you know we are a lot more uh, independent as well as a department, despite us being a shareholder in um, setting the agenda for SOEs, ensuring that government priorities come out very strongly. And uh, uh, you know, we performance management is an area of particular focus in, in the department. Um, uh, with in anticipation of the next uh, financial year, uh, we, have, we are ensuring that um, the senior managers have particular projects that, that they are undertaking uh, uh, from chief director upwards. They should have APP targets, for instance, that they are responsible for. They are strategic managers. So we expect them to operate at that level. Um, and of course, ultimately, uh, to ensure that um, the, our efforts and those of SOEs that do have their impact on the ground, so the delivery process must live up to the expectations of South Africans uh, concerning the amount of funds that they are providing to us as a department to do our work. And of course, ensure that um, uh, we also um, are able to, uh, to ensure that we leverage the capabilities in uh, SOEs uh, to help out with um, uh, regional uh, development. Uh, uh, and we're talking here, especially in the districts, we are orientating our 
what was an uh, an IGR function to uh, to to look closely at uh, to, to to mimic the DDMF or the district the development model that has uh, been launched through the leadership of Cocta. So that those will start uh, coming out very strongly as we report to you going forward. So as I said, the performance of the department is uh, looking um, uh, a lot better than it did in the in the last financial, the last quarter of uh, the end, the full year uh, 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 of 2021 uh, financial year. We achieved 74 percent on. Um, on our predetermined objectives in the three quarters of this year, we have jumped up to 86% in the first quarter, 98%, 91%. Despite a lot more rigorous attention to what we actually are setting as our as our objectives, and sure we are much more aligned to government. So we are very much ahead of the of the 80% threshold, and um, and the colleagues as they are sitting here, they will ensure that the performance of the department for the full year remains above um, 80% as we are now in the middle of quarter four. And, and of course, uh, the AG will also have uh, a lot to say in that regard. On the HR front, uh, Chair, we also have made very good progress. Um, uh, we have uh, uh, been able to, uh, to fill, what is it, if, um, uh, uh, the seven posts that, that have been filled is 11 that are in progress. Um, there's um, uh, in interviews and shortlisting has been done on about 14 of, of these particular of the posts that we, we advertise about 32 posts. So, uh, I, yeah, because obviously we, we also need to be cognizant of the amount of money that we have. We had 17 million rents taken away from us from uh, for this uh, current financial year from our uh, in, uh, employment budget. That's why you see the eight posts there that have been unfunded. And the money has not come back uh, for the subsequent years, so um, so we we just making sure that we when we advertise the jobs, advertise the jobs that we can pay for. But most importantly for us is to get the department to a level where we can say that uh, we are in the region of five to ten percent in terms of vacancy rate. We we'll always, uh, by the nature of the working environment, lose people, but we cannot afford to be having the big gaps that we have had in the past. And uh, one of the uh, the good initiatives, Chair, that I'm, uh, uh, is that uh, HR um, we have just completed the process of getting interns in. Uh, uh, so we should be filling. Uh, we should be have young graduates working around here, helping obviously to create a pipeline going forward for the skills in the department. On financial performance, as I indicated, Chair, we are we are not doing as well as as uh, we had hoped. Um, uh, and uh, in the next slide, we'll just. Uh, speak to that. Uh, these are uh, the different programs we have. Uh, we are on 61% on program one, 53% in terms of uh, 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 cash spent uh, in the program two. Obviously, program three, the numbers get distorted by the transfers that we receive from uh, uh, that we receive on behalf of our SOEs. We are also not doing great in that particular area. Uh, we should, uh, this being a um, in January uh, report, we should be around 75%. So we uh, we are not there, as we can see from those two numbers. Uh, on COE, we're around 73%, uh, which is a, a good number, but we know because of the vacancies, we have been underspending. So, and the, the goods and services at 42%, we'll speak to that. We have had some uh, big projects, Chair, 
um, that have not come through uh, in the timelines that we had hoped. Um, for instance, we, we had allocated about 10 million, million rands to the development of the bill. Um, our colleagues in, uh, uh, in LGR have shown some innovativeness in terms of utilizing uh, a capacity at, um, uh, that, uh, at GTEC and, and also internally. Uh, such that uh, there won't be the full outlay of 10 million rents in this year, but we expect in the subsequent years there will be more money that will be needed, obviously, as your own process in Parliament also unfold. Um, and also, like, the, for instance, the, with Alexco, we had um, uh, a plan to, to get in some expertise uh, to help us out with the restructuring of the business, uh, developing some commercially viable options for us. Uh, we... Uh, yeah, what we had budgeted and what uh, we encountered when we went out in the public, uh, there were some much bigger figures that we, than, than what we had thought. Um, uh, but we, we have a, a new board there and we have asked them to, to step in. There are people with uh, good expertise on there that will help us to just mitigate that situation that we found ourselves in. Um, yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, overall, uh, in the other numbers, I think we are, we are doing a little bit better, the chair. Um, and yeah, but the, the intention, is to, I think we are, because we are this close to the end of the financial year, we are also saying to yourselves as a committee, uh, we'll not be able to spend 100% of the budget that we have uh, available. But what you'll see is that um, in terms of uh, our predetermined objectives, we'll do uh, much better than we have done in the past. So the colleagues really have, have been stretching themselves to ensure that um, we have um, a good outcomes this year. Um, we have I've spoken to the to the sixty percent in terms of where we are and the reasons behind it. Um, uh, the, the, obviously, the transfers are a big portion of our spend, and uh, they distort the numbers a bit. That's why we have the ninety nine point one percent reflected there. Um, on COE, uh, we have spoken to that. Uh, the goods and services, of course, on our side here. When we allocate money, we want it to be spent. That's money that could have gone somewhere else, but. Uh, 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 so those are the lessons that that we are taking forward. But um, as, as I said, that some of these items will start disappearing. Over the years, we are also developing capacity in the department. The colleagues have had to do the hard work that ordinarily would have been done by consultants in the past, which is a good thing, Chair. It's only in exceptional cases where we get that expertise from outside. Um, the transfers we have spoken to, uh, we are doing well in terms of payment of financial assets. And these are this just a breakdown of the, that number, uh, the 38 billion rents, which is uh, reflected on the 9 billion rents, the previous page, because it included uh, program three internal expenditure. So it's 38.9 billion rents that was appropriated. We have uh, transferred about 38 billion rents of that. Uh, there's still the current 36 million rents that is um, available in, in the budget, but those are savings as a result of, um, uh, for instance, the uh, movement in, in forex. Uh, uh, for instance, the denials that portion still needs to be paid out, that is to, to help out with interest payments. So uh, with, with SAA, um, we have done relatively well considering where we, where we intended to, to be. With regard to the SAA payables number that you see underneath the chair, the 2.7 billion rents, that's what was allocated for the subsidiaries. We have transferred 2.3 billion rents to the subsidiaries and, and chair at some point the, co the committee 
may want to hear as well from from the SAA group in terms of the good work that they have done. The um, SAA Technical um, has restructured itself as a much smaller business, um, and this all that effort was done without having to take the business through business rescue. The same applies to Air Chef. Uh, there was really good cooperation from from unions in that effort. Um, of course, we have um, Mango it turned out to be a much bigger much bigger problem for for um, uh, uh, for us therefore we needed to bring in a business rescue practitioner in so the 399 million rents that we see there is what um, is ascending in terms of transfers to uh, to, to to mango um, and and our message has been very clear that uh, the, the business rescue practitioner must find um, uh, a strategic equity partner for the business who will be able to who will bring in the money for to fund the working capital going forward. The funds that the state has provided is to ensure that we restructure the business, and that's what we intend uh, to do. So the 399 um, will mainly go towards paying creditors. Um, uh, as you know, there's there's been a settlement in the as published in the business rescue plan, um, and the figures uh, uh, I think it's. Uh, somewhere between four and seven cents uh, 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 to the rand. So, so that those funds uh, mainly will go in that particular direction. And there's still some employees that are in the organization that will need to be uh, let go at, at some point. So the, the funding that's available will be going to, towards that. That's, as, as I've said, the Mango funds are purely for restructuring. the regular expenditure uh, we, we are sitting at a closing balance of 900 thousand uh, uh, rands we we have the process unfolding with the national treasury to deal with, with this method it's a method that you have had in the past uh, uh, we had um, brought in um, a forensic investigation organization to help us out here uh, right at the beginning of um, uh, of uh, of this current administration's term to really deal with legacy issues and we used a transfer contract um, uh, or rather we used a contract in national treasure which unfortunately closed before we could pay before the work on our side was was concluded so that created an irregular expenditure uh, situation but we received uh, this um, uh, this um, the services um, and the report was very instrumental um, in dealing with some of the uh, uh, you know, uh, malfeasance issues that we had in the department as, as well. The, the two million um, rents that you see there, Chair, is um, is what we are pursuing with one of um, of the suppliers that was used here in the department in the uh, in the under the previous uh, regime. So we are recovering those funds. We have instituted legal processes uh, to recover the monies. Uh, we had um, a, a forensic investigative. Re- uh, investigation done, which has confirmed that uh, there was wrongdoing there. So, uh, so we have uh, pursuing this this matter vigorously on our side. Uh, on matters raised by by the AG chair, the, the team has worked uh, very hard in terms of uh, responding to those, because uh, the recommendations from yourselves was that uh, emphasis of matters must be addressed. As you can see, uh, we had an emphasis of matter on finance management. Uh, our colleagues in finance and supply chain have worked hard to ensure those are, are addressed, um, and also the, the 
issues around impairments uh, related to our SO investment in our SOEs, that, that has been addressed as well. Uh, we have um, the AG onsite already, they've done the interim audit, and we are working very hard in um, closing the remaining items. Um, I think we've, with IT, the, the issue of, um, of the, uh, the, the, the JITO, the head of IT, is an area that um, uh, we'll not be able to close it by the end of this year, but the rest we should, we should be able to do so. So these are the SOC audit findings. What, what our colleagues in um, financial analysis and investments do is that they keep track of the audit findings at the SOC, there's regular engagements with the, uh, with the colleagues in, in the SOC, the CFOs especially, to ensure that these matters are given, been given the attention that they deserve. And as we know, with Transnet and ESCOM, issues of irregular expenditure have been very much uh, top of the agenda. Um, um, so we are also working uh, with uh, our colleagues at National Treasury, especially the, the accountant uh, uh, general, to ensure some of the rules relating to regular expenditure. Um, you know, we, we have a, a closer look at them and we bring them in line with um, how um, uh, 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 the private sector will deal with this kind of item. With this kind of item. Um, uh, the, as as uh, can be appreciated, Chair, the, the, we have some of our entities that also find themselves with a challenge denial due to um, uh, going concern issues have not had um, a, an audit. Um, that's an, an area that, that is being addressed um, as, as it was um, reported um, uh, in the last week by, uh, by the Minister the Medical Aid. Uh, benefit fund issue has been resolved that should release a billion rands into denial, which will go a long way in terms of helping to kickstart operations and at least also do good by the employees. Uh, but uh, we are also uh, uh, working on some innovative solutions in view of the constraint um, as during the national treasury is in and also obviously a very clear message that um, there will not be funding for operational um, deficiencies at, at SOEs. SAA, they have uh, uh, started with uh, uh, rectifying the past audits in the 2018 uh, financial year. Um, audit has been concluded. So now working in sub subsequent years, 2019-2020, um, uh, and eventually with uh, 2021. So we, uh, the interim board there has really worked very hard in this area, despite obviously them not having been there for those years. And the AG has also um, uh, really uh, thrown resources at SAA to ensure that we can uh, get to uh, to power fairly soon. Um, uh, the the, the Alesco audit is expected to, to, uh, to be concluded um, uh, uh, yeah, by the end of, of last month, um, and that there are quality reviews that are unfolding at present. So that we don't have the, the, the details on these, uh, we can always provide uh, the, the actual uh, um, uh, audit findings, the details behind this slide the members would like to have, we can always provide them. This is the performance of the program, uh, Chair. These are obviously unaudited results, um, but our uh, uh, yeah, authorities uh, in here, uh, uh, the assurance um, authorities, I can tell you, they are, they are very hard in ensuring that there is adequate evidence to to, to, to support uh, uh, performance being claimed. So we are doing uh, very well in program one um, in terms of 
uh, reskilling and upskilling of, of our employees, the problems that uh, we have uh, uh, set to, to undertake, those are, are, are doing very well in. And uh, we have uh, an HR plan, which is obviously what we are working against to ensure that uh, we, we, we improve uh, the quality of people that we have, did, that the progress against that is doing, we are doing very well. Um, at the, on the side of uh, monitoring malfeasance at our SOEs, ensuring conflicts of interest and do not um, uh, become a, a major issue, we are, we are doing very well and we are anticipating that will be reduction in the number of cases that are concerning that are, uh, involve conflict of interest either by our uh, executives or, uh, or, or board members. Chair, there will have uh, a much more detailed report uh, on the for forensic audits uh, and some of the issues related to corruption later on, and I'll, I'll leave that for now. Uh, um, uh, the, in terms of uh, looking at financial performance of uh, SOEs, reviewing of those, uh, we have uh, also uh, really kept up with the shareholders department, uh, and there, there is um, uh, also on issues of uh, external audit findings. Keep keeping track of that. We've shared the information just with you. Uh, uh, we have done very well. The, the our colleagues in FIES have done. Uh, a, a chair in terms of socio-economic uh, uh, impact, um, uh, we track uh, local content at our, at our SOEs. We also have um, a program that we are running. Uh, with SABS, uh, where we are uh, independently reviewing the local content that has been claimed by a program uh, that um, that work has uh, commenced this year. So we are, and that's really uh, uh, is the is the uh, the platform from which will improve um, industrialization performance in our economy. So we we are keeping that very close because of this, uh, our SOEs, especially the big ones, uh, from uh, uh, a very significant portion of uh, capital formation in this in this country. Uh, Chair, we also look at, uh, despite the very difficult uh, situation that our SOEs find themselves in, to ensure that um, that they are performing on issues like uh, CSI and uh, preferential procurement, uh, so that we improve the level of compliance at uh, uh, at, at our SOEs. Yes, our SOEs ultimately must set the tone for the for the rest of the, um, uh, of the country in terms of uh, the in terms of transformation in terms of involvement of marginalized uh, historically marginalized people in uh, these complex activities that that they perform um we have a unit that looks at um, at environmental compliance at our soes and they have uh, 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 and and, and uh, an EAP that that um, that uh, manages their activities and um, and they are performing well against that particular uh, uh, against that particular plan. And also, what we do is we monitor the commitments, our national commitments, uh, 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 which uh, are uh, within our own space. For instance, ASCOM in, in with regard to emissions, and the, and uh, the team has done well. Of course, issues issues of compliance, uh, uh, getting to compliance is still a, a big area of concern on our side. Uh, but the team, in terms of uh, at least ensuring that we keep our 
SOEs on their toes uh, are doing well in that regard. The compacts we are not doing as, as well as what we would have liked. Um, uh, in this, uh, on this slide, we are speaking to the, to the energy and resources unit. The, 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 the performance is not as, as good as we had hoped. Uh, there would be ESCOM and SAFCOL uh, where we would like it uh, to be, but we have a, a new board that has come in at Alesco that has asked to review the compact. Uh, but that, that we're expecting we should be green uh, in this area. For the same uh, uh, soft call, they are, they are undertaking pro, uh, investment programs to diversify uh, uh, their revenues away from solar logs. Uh, they are doing well in that regard. Timber Dollar is, um, is, is one of the major investments that they need to do. It's still very much in the feasibility stages. We want to we want to see uh, new equipment going on there and hopefully create more opportunities uh, for our people. Uh, Alice Grace will share with you the performance later on. Um, it's stabilized very nicely. Um, and the colleagues, in terms of what they had uh, planned to do, they are, they are doing that. Uh, despite the challenges that we have had with the effort we want to take, undertake on restructuring, uh, at least we have passed the button, so to speak, to the board. So uh, that has come in. Hopefully, they'll help us to manage some of the costs that we have seen. Um, uh, at, and, at the, on, on the ESCOM side, we are, uh, in terms of activities uh, of oversight that we're undertaking, the colleagues are, 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 are reporting good progress. And, but of course, this needs to be uh, 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 looked at also in the, within the context that, in terms of its own performance, in terms of keeping the lights on. The business has not been doing as well as it should, um, uh, but um, we are keeping our end of the bargain, so to speak, on these ones. The, uh, on the transport side, um, uh, uh, we should have uh, shoulder compacts for Transnet, Dinel, and, and, uh, and, uh, and SAA. SAA, we, we know the, the challenges that they are having, but, uh, but we are happy to inform you there that the the work largely has been completed. Um, Trustnet and um, and Dinell, uh, negotiations to finalize the compact has uh, are currently uh, being undertaken. Uh, we we do monitor chair the the major programs at Dinell. Uh, uh, we have um, a joint uh, uh, oversight committee with DOD with AMSCO where we look at these programs and we see what is it that we can do from our side as a shoulder department to help out. And of course, uh, uh, AMSCO as the client also uh, is around the table to, to assist in some cases. We have we are able to uh, to optimize some of the delivery blocks on these programs, be able to release funds to enable the work to, to be done. That, that has been happening. And we know as, as well there has been a, a call that maybe we, at some point we must come back to share uh, uh, more detail on the, in this area will be advised by the committees when you'd like to have that, Jim. Um, the rolling stock uh, monitoring uh, performance, we are doing that. The, the, there's, there's lots of pressures in this area. We've seen what the, the various customers, especially the mining companies, have been saying with regard to availability of capacity on transnet lines. Um, it's, a, it's an area that is getting quite a uh, uh, a big focus from Transnet is shared by yourself, the committee, in the previous uh, presentation that they made on private sector participation. 
Chair, the, uh, with regard to setting up the board and, um, and the corporatization of TNPA, um, uh, we know that uh, we, are, we have gone out and asked people to put themselves forward to, to serve on this committee. Uh, the, the department is um, busy with the, the work to ensure that we, uh, we are able to have a, a competent board in place. Uh, we do have interim appointments from the main board at present, so the, 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 the work is continuing as, um, as required. Uh, on the uh, container terminal side, uh, the, there has been um, uh, a work shared with yourself in terms of what uh, Transnet is doing. Obviously, our particular area of uh, focus has been on ensuring that the port equipment reliability improves, and that is being uh, monitored, and the colleagues are uh, are producing regular reports for to enable intervention where required. Uh, the corridor strategy was also shared with the committee when Transnet presented here. Uh, Chair, we, we do have um, an internal unit, research and economic modeling unit that um, produces regular reports for us, the specific topics that they are given uh, uh, to look to, 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 to help us out in terms of improving obviously our knowledge in doing oversight of the various sectors that, that we are responsible for. Of course, our, our economies you know, is very much linked to what's happened in the, in the, at the international front. Um, so yeah, so those the reports uh, have been produced as, as expected. Shall uh, uh, go rather quickly through these slides of cognizant of, of time and to give members an opportunity also to, to ask questions. Um, with regard to ESCOM, uh, the, the performance um, has improved against budget, but we know this has been um, on the back of government support, 32 billion rands in the current financial year. Um, uh, that has seen cash in hand as a result um, improve, and we know borrowings have now dipped below um, uh, 400 billion rands as a result. Um, but we know that the lot more work needs to be done to ensure that the debt burden is at a point where uh, ESCOM can service this, um, uh, can service it without government support. So there's, uh, there's various initiatives that are being undertaken in this regard. Um, the, the, the restructuring of ESCOM, the work has, uh, has gone very well. If by December 2021, we had said that we want to have the transmission business standing alone. The legal, that legal separation was achieved, but as we know, that the, 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 the Electricity Regulation Act and Electricity Pricing Policy needed to also be amended. The, that pro, those uh, have gone through cabinet now. So th that will also further enable us to set up uh, ESCOM transmission as uh, uh, this trans the national tra um, uh, uh, transmission systems operator, uh, obviously still under the ESCOM umbrella as, as promised by, uh, by the president when this was originally announced, I think it was in, in the uh, summer of 2019. Um, and uh, the expectation is that by the end of this year, we should have achieved uh, legal separation at generation and distribution. Trustnet performance, Chair, it's, uh, it, uh, these have been hard times for Trustnet and, and the pandemic has, has played um, a big role uh, and without discounting as well the fact that uh, it's so uh, well articulated by uh, uh, by the, the Zondo Commission that there was hollowing out of these businesses, of course. Um, but what we, what we are seeing is that um, there was 597 
million rands loss that was anticipated um, uh, by quarter end of quarter two, but uh, the loss was has been managed down to two hundred nine uh, million rands, and um, and the, uh, there's been quite a lot of focus on on the in, in managing operation operating expenses, uh, which I think is a is a is a good thing, chair, and. Um, uh, 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 on the cash front, there's uh, a bit of cash in, in, in hand. The borrowings are um, sitting at about 127 uh, billion rands. So the, uh, the, uh, we've got to, we've spoken about prioritization that is, that is underway. The, the board appointment, we've spoken to that. Uh, the, 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 the PM, FMA application is, is, is been looked at obviously with uh, uh, external uh, uh, capacity being brought in to help out in that regard. On the freight rail side, they've uh, gone a long way in terms of ensuring that um, uh, the, 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 the objective that has been uh, uh, pushed by the policy on the policy front for quite some time to, to say that the operations and infrastructure ownership uh, should be separated. That That is... Um, that is uh, uh, the work on that has been done. The accounting split has been achieved. Uh, the PSP framework and progress that has been shared with yourself in the past. Um, new structure of carriers have, um, have been brought in a chair. Um, and uh, uh, there's been quite a lot of focus, obviously, uh, especially with the industry having really been, uh, calling for intervention in this area to ensure that equipment uh, operation is up to standard, um, and um, and there has been um, uh, quite a, a lot of focus as well in terms of improving the corridors um, uh, maintenance effort. Denial chair is um, is a business that, um, as I said earlier, requires some innovative solutions in terms of finding to be found. Um, the fact that we have been able to unlock critical aid benefit fund is, is, a, is a big plus for management there. Uh, and uh, we'll have to look at the kind of partnerships that we can bring into, into Denel uh, to ensure that its separate um, uh, divisions um, are given a leg up. And, and we have seen, uh, I'm sure some of you have, have seen what uh, the Germans have done, Chair, that have said we're going to spend $100 billion on their defense uh, and equipping themselves. Um, so this is, uh, uh, this should be a signal that, that um, you know, the defense expenditure on the world should be going up. And we want a fair share of that in South Africa. We have um, very well proven equipment here. Um, and Denel is a custodian of some of the world leading uh, products. So we would want to, to see the jobs um, being created again at within uh, Denel and the rest of the industry. Um, so yeah, so we so there's um, there's a lot of upside uh, for Denel considering where it finds itself. Alice could share the financial situation has stabilized uh, 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 quite well. Uh, we are uh, sitting in a positive net profit position. Obviously, the the AG's um, uh, effort being undertaken there will tell us where the business uh, finds itself. Uh, the PSJV as well has also been uh, uh, paying back uh, the money that was advanced to them in the past uh, to help, especially with uh, procuring of of new plant. Um, so that has helped the, the Alice composition. But uh, we know uh, that 
the arrangement with Adesco is not uh, it's not an optimal one. That's why we expect the board to come in and, and assist us greatly. Um, Spoken to the profit situation, um, the, they have uh, brought in the, the sales and marketing effort internally. As we know, the uh, the, 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 the business that was uh, doing this work uh, uh, before was tainted, and this, um, as it was shared that the at the Zondo Commission, that contract was uh, uh, terminated. Uh, Southcall uh, is it's doing much better, Chair. It looks like the perennial problem of not getting above the billion rents revenues will be broken. The Alfia performance there at 660 million rents. We hope um, the second half of the year has been good to the business. But it's it's one of the, it's a, it's a business that uh, has not had any reliance on government. Um, uh, maybe one of the first business that will show us a bit of dividends going forward. Uh, there's a uh, something for DM to ensure that uh, we achieve the uh, If Loma uh, chair, the, the business is now uh, in uh, giving us uh, positive financial outcomes, uh, and that's that's a business that was very much dependent on on Safcol to to sustain it. Uh, Really, we appreciate the effort that the current management has put into into uh, writing uh, that diploma business. Of course, uh, Mozambique, by virtue of its more favorable climate, is very good for plantation, uh, first plantation business. And uh, we're, uh, going forward with uh, uh, with partnerships, we are expecting Safco to, to really ensure that business start to uh, contribute a lot more handsomely to, to the group. Uh, SAA chair, this uh, is a quarter two results. As we know, there was a, a lot of expenditure that went into setting up, um, or in terms of uh, structuring of the business. Those, those that will be expected, uh, we expected that the figure on the expense side will, will, will be on the higher side. But going forward, it should stabilize uh, fairly well, and, uh, and, uh, and and the business, I'm sure, at some point will come through to, to also. Uh, uh, a report here: The Devon line is being restarted, which is which is great, um, and the original goods also has been have been performing relatively well. But it's still a tough market for the aviation industry. Just, um, say, as I said earlier, the restructuring of the uh, of the subsidiaries that has gone uh, very well. Um, Mango is the one that uh, needs to go through its own. Um, a baptism of fire, so to speak, through the business rescue process, and expecting that that work will be concluded fairly soon. And uh, and the business rescue practitioner has reported that he has got some interesting offers from the market for the business. So we'll see what his produces and puts um, uh, before us. Um, there has been further support that was uh, obtained from National Treasury to take care of uh, outstanding liabilities uh, uh, for the business as budgeted for in the business rescue plan. And so, uh, uh, so we, so things are looking up, and the, the processes in terms of um, bringing the private sector uh, partner into the business, the SAP, those are also unfolding very well. They are now awaiting the the regulators um, uh, to 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 guide us in terms of um, whether they are happy with the with the transaction or not. Um, Mr. Makobi, I can ask you to come this side.
Thank you, DG, and good morning to the Honorable Chairperson and the Honorable Members. I'll go through the fraud and corruption report, and you'll see from the report uh, there are certain instances where civil suits are instituted to recover money, but there's also instances where uh, matters have been referred to the law enforcement authorities for criminal uh, prosecution, but also in certain instances, uh, matters are still under investigation. If we can start with Transnet, uh, with regard to the procurement and the award of the 1064 locomotive contracts, uh, the matter was before the courts and the locomotive contract was set aside. There were four cases that were opened with subs, uh, which are still under investigation as well. But also there's the litigation that has been brought by Transnet and, and SIU uh, for the civil recovery of the 4.2 billion. The second matter is the matter of the regiments, um, which is the overpayment to regiments for the risk-sharing uh, risk model for 79 million, and also the overpayment to regiments for uh, 189 million for the arrangement of the China Development Bank loan. There is no criminal referral yet, but the matter is still under investigation by the SIU. Uh, after the investigation, if there are any criminal activities identified, the matter can be then referred for criminal prosecution. Transnet has settled with regiments for an amount of 180 million, but no payment has been made yet as regiment is still in, uh, is, is in liquidation. The third matter is the trillion um, companies. There's three matters there, the club loan transaction for 93 million, the property optimization claim of 41 million, and the structured finance solution for 11.4 million. There are two cases that has been opened with subs and also with the hawks, but the litigation is continued by the SIU. Uh, the trillion companies are currently in liquidation. If we move again to Transnet on the sub uh, matter, uh, Transnet and SIU uh, are really applying themselves on this matter and also making further investigations uh, with regard to the commissions by sub of 17, 17 million uh, paid regarding uh, a contract amount 460 million. The matter has not been referred for criminal prosecution yet. Uh, it might be referred to after investigations, uh, but uh, SIU is investigating the matter. The, the next matter is the restatement of uh, the former CEO of Transnet, Mr. Siabonga Kama, uh, for the payment of uh, 17 million uh, that has been paid for him for it to be claimed. Uh, the, the matter has been actually referred to in the recommendations of the state capture report. The matter is still under investigation by Transnet. With regard to ESCOM, the, the first issue is the Tegeta exploration and resources. Uh, SIU instituted proceedings against Tegeta and BRPs to, for, this, for the amount of 734 million. And then ESCOM filed a notice to abide. So this matter, the, the SIU is taking the lead on it, uh, and ESCOM is abiding by that. There is a matter of trillion management consulting, where ESCOM has obtained a, an interim enforcement order, which directed trillion and Mr. Wood to pay 595 million to ESCOM within five days. Uh, however, Mr. Wood did not honor uh, this order. 
SARS also intervened uh, because uh, Transnet had claimed, but SARS intervened and said uh, Trillion owes them 600 million. And because in terms of the law, they are a preferent creditor. So that 600 million was paid. But however, ESCOM has submitted a claim for 595 million to the liquidators. But because uh, SARS is a preferent uh, creditor, uh, we are not challenging or contesting that. Still on the ESCOM, there is a matter of the Velje Residential Development Project. Uh, ESCOM is pursuing civil recoveries to recoup losses attributed to the general manager for their conduct in the transaction. Uh, the matter is still under investigation uh, by the SIU. So where there is fruitless and wasteful expenditure uh, of, 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 of employees of the SOEs, those will be pursued even if they have left the organization. I think it's important to, to overemphasize that. Uh, the, the next matter is the Econ Oil and Energy, where ESCOM instituted arbitration proceedings against Econ Oil uh, to recover the 1.2 billion, which has been overcharged uh, over five years. So the amount is being pursued, and the matter is, is at the appeal stage after the arbitration. There is also the matter of former ESCOM directors and executives that have been implicated in, in state capture. So ESCOM is pursuing civil suits against seven former directors and executives, and the matter is before the court. So even if they have resigned, we can still institute civil suits against uh, those uh, former employees and executives. With regard to SAA, the first matter there is the Swiss port ground handling, where a contract was inflated uh, for potentially 1.1 billion rand. Uh, the matter has been referred to the law enforcement agencies for criminal investigation, and SAA is in the process of lodging a claim through the special tribunal, which really has been instituted to, to, to deal with these cases so that they are dealt with expeditiously. There is an issue of the crown um, handling units that were sold for 3 million to JM uh, Aviation, but they were worth 7, 7 million. And they were subsequently sold to Swissport for nine million. So we need to recover the four million. The matter has been referred to the law enforcement agencies for criminal investigation, and SAA is proceeding to lodge a claim for 14.5 million through the special tribunal. So the matters will not be going to the normal court role. It will go to the special tribunal and will be finalized quite quickly. The, the last matter there is the GM aviation contract. Uh, where the board did not approve the Air France deal regarding the components or depositing cash, but not in the letters of credit. The matter has been referred to the law enforcement agency for criminal investigation, but then SAA will lodge a claim for 1.3 billion through the special tribunal. Thank you, honorable members, and thank you, DG. I will, will request that we stop there. And thank you very much. Chairperson? Yes, you're done now. We are done, Chair. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, honorable members,
that is the presentation midterm program report uh, by the department um i will just go through the names as i normally do uh kickstart by honorable shabala thank you so much chaperson let me greet everybody in the meeting and 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 really say outright on the onset that allow me not to switch on my video it's raining in Johannesburg, so it's quite bad. So I'm, I'm hoping that I won't be cut off as I speak. So I'm going to try to run very quickly. Okay, the Department of Public Enterprise um, has achieved unqualified audit and met more than 80% of its target. And the department report indicates that progress made in its functioning since the easing of COVID-19 pandemic restrictions so the performance in relation to the APP shows that the department is determined to improve corporate governance and financial management, which is very key to the financial turnaround and development of SOE. So I say that chair is a good thing that one notes uh, from the performance of the department, and we really need to give them a round of applause uh, for such a good uh, performance in this instance. So chair, my question is that I want to check on the human resources management. <clears throat> the department states that there are appointments, interviews, and shortlisting in progress with the sale of SAA Express and possibly that of Mango. So the department will have to, to really uh, check the SOEs that it oversees, meaning it will have two less, two less SOEs to oversee since, well, this is what they're going to go through. The question becomes, what does the department require uh, additional capacity if that's the case because you are minimizing so on the delay of delay of signing of shareholder compacts chair what are the issues that prolonged the negotiations regarding the signing of shareholder compacts for alex core escom softcore transnet saa and denel and, and on the Alexco's audit outcomes, I, I want to also really commend Alexco with regard to this one because we would have seen um, lots of changes around it and its performance. In fact, I'm very comfortable with them, including Safcall. Uh, we are noting good progress around uh, these initiatives. So I want to check on Alexco audit findings, really. Is the department, how far is the department in terms of Alexco's audit outcomes and the process? was set to finish in November 2021. I think that is something that we see as outstanding as much as their revenue are showing that there's an increase uh, from their side and they're not requiring a bailout from our side. So that's something hence I said it's, it's a good progress. So on the re-advertised post GG, why were the posts uh, for the service provider con uh, conduct external quality assurance review and human resource management re-advertised? So I just want to find out why did you re-advertise that? What were the reasons around it? On the state capture uh, uh, report, Chair, the department report shows that Trillion Management Company owes ESCOM $595 million. The same company owes SAR $600 million. SAR has, SARS has been given the preferent claim, and ESCOM did not contest this. 
what are the reasons why ESCOM did not contest the preferent claim considering that this is extreme financial situation and and I would have noted lots of issues from the latter presenter on uh, what has been done to really recover uh, our monies and I want to comment as well around those type of uh, good story because at least for now we can hear there is something that has been done to go after our money, especially on the forensic and the investigation and the disciplinary, because it's something that we would have been asking many a time and asking uh, to get some sort of uh, understanding around it. So I want to comment, but I still feel that we still have to have a session as the committee where we have the legal services uh, that deals with this, that unit that was open to really still take us through uh, in detail uh, in many uh, respects and aspects of this issues of disciplinary and, 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 and recovering of our our state funds. Now the the, the paper on, on the committee of TPE states that uh, the, uh, the, the furthermore uh, you know they brief they aim to provide and I think it's quite important members of the committee with information on issues emanating from each SOE as well as the department itself in, in, in preparation of this meeting and that's something that we need to sift out and I think that uh, what the DG did today in trying to really run through the issues is quite important so now I think for consideration from ourselves for 2021 financial year the department underspent on its compensation as we would have said and we hear the reasons but I want to understand because there's a huge chunk which is 43 million that we've underspent of or 21% for that matter so the department also had a vacancy rate of 21% for the 2021 financial year uh, currently by the end of December 2021 so then therefore it means that the department has underspent on its compensation of employees budgeted by 5% on the projected expenditure for the third quarter so the department should really advise the committee what is what is it that it is doing overall what we've reported and and we what we want to hear is that this will not have it in the next financial year because we can't every year speaking about the under expenditure compensation we understand there is integrities that goes into advertisement uh, uh, attracting uh, different skills and so forth but we need to tighten this part because there is huge unemployment in the country so although the reliability maintenance recovery, that is a RMR program that has been implemented and, and unplanned breakouts that are still high, I want to understand that is the RMR bearing fruit and what is DPE doing to assist ESCOM in addressing this issue of load shedding and you can understand in terms of the background where this question comes from. So in your 2021 annual report, ESCOM stated that it had requested additional board members for, uh, from the shareholder. Has the DPE approved this request and what has been the progress on the request and what are the reasons for resignation of board members? I think we want to understand this resignation of board members if you can assist us. The department should update the committee, uh, Chairperson, on the Section 189 process being undertaken by SHFs and SAA technical. And also they should update the committee with regards to the SAA subsidiaries and their future sustainability because we are noting uh, uh, something that can really cause us uh, trouble going forward. 
And other matters of consideration, I want to put it up that uh, the department for the committee on the status of SA Express and has the department made a decision as to whether SA Express will be sold or liquidated. Can this come out very clear? Which one is it? Are you selling SA Express or is it going to be liquidated? Can we get just a, a simple understanding? The, the progress on the separation of TNPA into, uh, into a separate subsidiary under Transnet, has the board been, uh, has the board been uh, appointed and who was appointed? Because remember, there were vacancies and so forth, so we want to understand, have you appointed and who are these appointees? Uh, DPE should also give us the understanding on Transnet investment in infrastructure, particularly with regards to Transnet freight rail and Transnet port terminals. Jefferson, let me not touch on everything, but you understand this is a big uh, 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 department and it's reporting each and every SOE in terms of performance. Let me just end with the last one on Alex Corelli. In the presentation, the committee on the 18th of August 2021, the DPE stated that Alex Corelli remains financially distressed but was unable to meet its immediate obligation of which when I started we said we seeing something different. So I want to find out that uh, should uh, uh, whether the joint venture PSJV restructure, restructuring was critical to its sustainability. So what are the options were being developed in this regard and being evaluated and the administrator position was was, repre- uh, was representing governance challenges. So a suitable arrangement was being explored and this is what we got from the report. So the Richesfeld community structures remain in administration and, and a long-term decisions on the entity was being considered. So I want to put it up that we need with regards to uh, uh, this uh, to get the governance structure and the entity to show so we should get uh, some update around it and the last one we should also DPE should also share with the committee uh, what is the long-term option that has been developed and evaluated with regards to this matter but other than that I'm really happy and I want to congratulate the department that is led by the teacher thank you so much chair thank you honorable Thank you, Chair. I also have uh, bandwidth issues, so I'm going to request that I don't put my uh, camera on. Uh, I hope you are able to hear me because I'm having serious bandwidth issues. Nevertheless, I'm going to um, uh, thank you for the presentation and I'm going to focus on areas over and above uh, those uh, uh, in the presentation and on some in the presentation uh, because to understand what the department is doing uh, and going to do in these areas to mitigate, uh, frankly, the mess we find ourselves in with our SOEs, uh, with the possible exception of uh, of uh, SAFCO. Uh, uh, now, in terms of general comments, uh, for proper oversight, uh, annual financial statements are required. <laughs> this is obvious and cannot be disputed uh, and absolutely necessary. But annual financial statements have only been produced by ESCOM, Transnet and SAFCOL and Transnet was late. What is being done, uh, uh, you know, uh, there is a, a private member's bill in place to address this and is it being given due attention? Please let us know. Now, in terms of the 17.5 million, allocated uh, to perform a number of key tasks by the DPE 
and it says due to capacity challenges we will be uh, 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 using consultants for this work. I think it is important in terms of oversight for us to know what the cost of this will be, what the scope of it will be, whether it's out to tender, what transparency is in place, uh, and uh, you know what additionally going forward measures have been taken to capacitize the department internally so that this sort of external expense does not need to take place. Now, specifically with regard to the entities, let me start with ESCOM. Uh, the separation of the transmission business is key to progress, but uh, the, trans uh, the transmission deadline for unbundling has not been met. What is being done to address uh, the external dependencies that are delaying this? At SONA, the president, uh, uh, at the president's speech at SONA, the penny appears to have finally dropped after countless billions have gone down the drain. And there appears to be a realization of sorts uh, uh, that, uh, that, thing, uh, you know, uh, that things have to be done uh, in ESCOM in terms of electricity and generation provision that goes beyond the fanfare uh, that was earlier around Madupi and Kusile as a, touted as a panacea to our uh, generation problems. That said, remember that these two new uni uh, uh, ent entities within ESCOM uh, can provide 25% of our needs at full capacity. So what is being done to address this? The president says unbundling is on track and will be completed by December 2022. Can we confirm this timeline and stick to it, please? Uh, in previous arrangement with ESCOM, the chairman of the board agreed with me that the specific uh, and detailed and transparent timeline was required to make clear cost, impact and gaps. I'd like to understand what progress is being made here to further this, given the agreement on it, and will the DPI prior DPE prioritize this? In terms of SAA, a a cabinet statement on the 24th of February 2022 says that further progress around the deal with Takatsu has been made. Can we understand what represents this further progress? What are the statutory requirements required to approve the deal? And what bodies are needed to approve these, this deal? And what are the criterias, criteria for uh, uh, individual approval? by these discrete bodies. SAA has posted losses since it began again. 2.7 billion rands against a budgeted loss of 2.3 billion. Why? What is being done to investigate this gap? With regard to Mango, has the DPE interrogated the reasons behind the business rescue practitioners, practitioners recommendation that Mango resumed operations in December 2021. And then there was the board's subsequent rejection of this. Meanwhile, Mango still incurs staff costs and airline leasing costs. More costs that will finally provide the final nails in the, in the coffin of this particular airline, while uh, competitors like Lyft, for example, are left to benefit. Has the DPE investigated the potential conflicts in the ownership of Lyft and the demise of Mango? 
With regard to technical, SA technical, there's a loss of 845 million as of December 2021, despite the resumption of operations by all airlines. Uh, this needs to be interrogated because there's an uptick in demand and a downward uh, trajectory in profit. Uh, that's a gap that needs to be investigated. So far, there have been bailouts of 2.7 billion rands. And as the DPE uh, uh, in, uh, looked into, uh, uh, will they advise us about what is being done to ensure profitability going on and what their uh, uh, efforts are in, in, in this regard? Uh, with regards to uh, South African Express, uh, the air, there was news reports, uh, not declaration to the committee, but news reports that the, that there were the employees were previously successful in buying this airline. All this has apparently fallen flat, and now the liquidation set is is set for July 2022. Can we have updates on the provisional liquidators' plans to find a buyer? Who these people are? And on what terms this is necessary for proper oversight. With regard to Transnet, uh, Transnet or uh, the ports have issued a RFP to secure partners for Durban and Khura uh, container terminals, envisaged to be in place by the end of October 2022. Will the DPE investigate and share who these are, what their competencies and track records are, at what cost, and what is envisaged uh, uh, envisioned? To implement, uh, 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 to, to 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 result in operation improvement and, and profitability. Um, with regard to the segment strategy and private sector participation model, likewise, can we have a site of this in more detail? Now, with regard to Danel, it's currently facing liquidation by Saab Grintec, and uh, over. Uh, over non-supply of, of, of components dating back to 2016. Uh, currently, they are only in May 2021. They only paid 20% of the of the salaries, and the company is now saying that it is defending the liquidation bid. On what basis, and how does it aim to dig itself out of this hole? We need the DPE to uh, dig into this, please. Uh, we are now seeing, all we see in terms of the Dell is yet another five-year plan, which comes on the back of, uh, uh, of assistance uh, 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 with regard to, uh, 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 to, to turn around the situation. Uh, uh, so, to, you know, how are they going to fix this ent entity? On what basis? What are the implications? What cost? Uh, and... Uh, can we have answers going forward? Treasury's presentation uh, to the Select Committee on uh, Appropriations on the 15th of February uh, 2022 is damning. There, it stated there are no annual financial statements, so how do we do oversight? And Danelle bonds have been suspended by the JSE. So how... And to use the words of the, of the DGU, who says that we are going to look at innovative funding uh, uh, methods here. How are you going to do innovative funding when your bonds have been suspended by the JSE? You cannot trade. Uh, with regard to Alex Corp, I'm afraid that company is bankrupt. We all know it and it's beset by ongoing theft and mismanagement. 
what concrete steps have been taken to ensure that uh, uh, that the the, uh, the the joint venture is in line with the PFMA, and what programs uh, 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 are in place to engage and pay contractors and ensure the integrity of the product. Uh, you know, the uh, community payment uh, is under administration, while frankly, children in the Northern Cape eat sand from the riverbeds. Uh, this has to be addressed, and it has been ongoing. The statements are that we are addressing it with this entity, with that entity, with this department, but the situation remains the same. How long is this going to go on for? SAFCOR is holding its head above water, but we need to understand in, ter in terms of their three-pronged plan to stabilize, capitalize on existing uh, product and then move into diversification. Uh, what, how, how this is going to be done, over what time, what the cost benefit analysis is, etc. So that we can monitor this one entity in our panoply of entities that is doing okay to ensure that it doesn't go down the rabbit hole that the others have gone down. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you, Honorable Kashalia. Honorable Mawatwe. Thank you very much, Chair, and greetings to the colleagues and the officials from DPA. So I'm going to start on the human resource management um, presentation or other slides. There's a DG, you mentioned that there's eight positions which are unfunded due to national terrorist cost containment measures. Now, my question is, how is that going to affect your operations and your plans to achieve your strategic objective? And then the second one, uh, still on the uh, HRM, is you've got 212 positions, um, but you only filled 164. Today is the 2nd of March. A um, few days before the end of the financial year. So, how then do you plan to fill up these remaining 164 positions? And if you are not planning to fill them, what have you done so far? Have you informed Treasury so that they can um, reroute that budget to go somewhere else since you won't be spending it? And um, going down on your presentation, uh, you showed that on the overall expenditure you've spent only 6% on the capital assets. Uh, why is that? And since this is the last month, literally a few days before the end of the financial year, uh, what are you going to do uh, to improve this 6% to go to uh, over 75% of your budget? And then an amount of 900 million, um, your presentation says was declared as irregular due to the appointment of service provider, um, which was not compliant with treasury regulations. Is it just one service provider or there's a number of them? And what are we doing with that contract? How far is that contract? And what have we done um, to that contractor so far? Um, on Transnet, uh, it seems to be behind. I'm very worried about 307 mitigation plans that are behind on Transnet. Why is that and who's been held accountable for that? Because these are audit findings and mitigating factors are 
such that they assist that the problem doesn't okay but if you've got so much that is behind it's very worrying so what what has been done about it and who's been held accountable on the shareholder compact um, chair um alex Co is yet to be finalized we understand that they just appointed the board but what are the plans in place to get it finalized and then what are the reasons why transnet and dinel have not finalized their shareholder compact um on the transnet uh, financial performance side 60 percent of the operating expenses sorry 60 percent of their revenue goes to operating expenses now that's on its own tells you that this uh, entity is in trouble so what what has been done to turn around that situation and that goes also to dinel which over 40 percent of its revenue goes to operating expenses i mean we've got a beautiful picture of safcol where they tend their operating expenses uh, to be funded through their revenue. I mean, they've recorded a negative 670, and that's how business should be run. That's what makes it profitable. So what, what has been done about Dinel and Transnet to change the situation? Um, chair, SAA needs 2.3 uh, for operations, yet it can only make 543 million. Uh, we all know that it's in trouble. But, and, and then your presentation correctly says that you want to appoint an SEP before um, the, the capital, working capital gets exhausted. I, aren't you putting yourself under pressure to just take anything and everything that comes your way because now you're desperate, you're in a desperate situation. Why did we allow the situation to be where it is right now without really rescuing this entity? And lastly, Chair, on overall, uh, I mean, SA Express, SAA, Mango, and Dinel. They are literally flat on the ground. And uh, the, the issue that I'm not getting uh, from the DG is, has there been an assessment on the impact of this in the lives and the livelihoods of the employees of these companies? I mean, we read on the news that Dinel employees, they're taking their lives. Just last week, the couple took their lives and it's due to the stress and that comes with not being paid salaries. now. Are, are we as leadership, are you as leadership sitting and really doing a, a thorough assessment on what impact does this have on the lives and the livelihood of our people? And I leave it there for now, Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Water. Honorable Water. Yes, Chair. Are you done? Yes, I'm done, Chair. I said thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mawadwe. Uh, Honorable Kumede. Honorable Kumede. Chair. Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, good, good morning. Good morning to you and uh, good, morning to, good morning to all members who, in fact, are on the platform. Chair, hey, we're dealing with a, a, a very kind of a, a saturated structure here. Uh, perhaps let, let me start by narrating on the, the, the structure of the report will understand that it's completely different from 
the reports that we usually get. I think especially because it includes uh, the AG findings as well as the state capture progress. Chair, I wish to say if I have a right to make a recommendation that can these two remain a permanent feature on the report, especially when it comes to state capture progress report. Chair, my second comment will be on something that I may call it its categorization. I've been trying by all means to instill the idea to the committee so that at the end of the day, we know where we stand with the SOEs. Chair, I would like to say I have ESCOM and Transnet falling under category one. Uh, have Safcall, Alexco uh, as category two, but these two are, are stable, very much stable, and may have a, a little bit of a brighter future dependent on the oversight uh, that we give to these two. Yes, all SOEs will have teething problems. Uh, others do have serious problems. The, the third category chain, I want to put SAA. SAA is something that if it does happen, it's something that as a committee, we need to pride ourselves uh, because we, we, in fact, we have resuscitated SAA when it has, it is completely dead in a sense. And we wanted to put it as a model that if all other SOEs happen to fall into a similar pitfall, then we try and follow a similar procedure as lessons learned when we were in fact resuscitating SAA. You know, it started with a very good footing, but my observation is there is a little bit of reluctancy on those that have powers to release funding. Uh, it's a question that I wanted to find out whether the 10.5 that was given as an allocation was in fact enough or not enough. Uh, when reading the report, you'll understand that the 3.5, there is a, 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 as well, um, a, 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 I think it's a, it's a need or the requirement or that 3.5 hasn't been released completely in terms of uh, the payment to the business ratio. So that's, that, that's much more important for us to get the trust that the more there is reluctancy in terms of using the money, especially there is a, a seven, seven, 767, which in fact that one was uh, for a uh, web procedure, but 
motivate money has been used for the creditors. Uh, I'm happy, Chair. I'm a little bit uh, answered, but not happy. I thought the 2.7 was allocated to help Mengo. But uh, DG has uh, explained it to me, but I've got a feeling that the 400 uh, million that's allocated, that's remaining in fact, uh, to be to help Mango is in fact, yes, it may, but it may not help overcome all issues that may make uh, Mango to be back on the road. So that was my third category three chain. My last category will be the Dinel Mango and Express. These, in fact, they've got a very blink uh, kind of future. In fact, all what I'm saying here is most concentration should be on category one. The category one is a must do. A, a, a must do uh, SOEs. We cannot live without ESCOM, uh, neither can we live uh, without Transnet. Those, in fact, are our pillars. If they are doing well, those are the ones that may help us then help other uh, kind of SOEs. And the concentration as well be on Dinel, Mango, and Express. Yes, Mango, I think there is uh, all of us who are still in the midst, uh, not knowing whether uh, it remains with us or it's gone. No one talks the language of Express. I've had members talking that they express, express, yes, we have a challenge. We need to come to a, a definite decision at times so that we all understand. You know, there are questions that I may want to be answered here if uh, the deputy minister as well as the DG may be in a position uh, to answer those. I hope we are not falling into that category where some of the uh, SOEs are to be, in fact, uh, sold or be done away with. That's how then I'm trying to categorize those SOEs with a, 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 a much concentration on category one as well as category three. Chair, the, I, I think I concur, I can't disagree much uh, with Honorable Shawalala that uh, the 80% achievement, it's uh, in fact, it, it needs to be uploaded. Because if we say we interpret this as three months left, as much as it's no longer three months left, the 20% yes can be consumed within the three months and get closer to 100% if not achieving 100%. Chair, um, coming to um, SAFCOR, the, the, the question that I may ask on Safcall, you remember that when we're dealing with Safcall as well as Alexco, there are matters outstanding, in fact, the, the issue of flats. Can we finalize and make sure that those matters are done and we know what's happening with those residential units? 
surf call, there is also as well an outstanding matter on um, the, the, the land issue relating to claims. That will be much more uh, important for us, whether we lease, we don't lease, but as this collective decide, we may be interested to know what, in fact, do we need to do with, with the, 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 the land the land claims. Chair, coming to Dinero, I'm very, you know, I'm disappointed in the sense that uh, perhaps the disappointment is, is it's not the correct word. But, Chair, we cannot, you know, there is a, there is a video that's being traded uh, around on social media. Uh, that makes the mock of SAA or rather of South Africa not having a viable uh, army that can in fact face uh, Russia at this stage. You know, you look at that video, you begin to understand that uh, there are many other people that are looking at uh, South Africa as being weak. It's not all the time that will be friendly to all countries uh, in the world. Others, they will come and attack us. They will find us, in fact, vulnerable. But what I want to say on Dinel is the exodus of engineers. I remember we were discussing this at one stage, whether it was the DG. Uh, but definitely it was not the minister, it could have been the, 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 the chair of the board, which assured us when we're talking about the retention of uh, members and we were guaranteed that when they want those engineers back, they will definitely bring them back. Uh, I will be interested to get that assurance today. My critical concern is the intellectual property. It is very much at risk, Chair. I understand which, in fact, uh, the DG or the, 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 the Deputy Minister, they are to give us a report back they were, because there were some issues, again, on the very same, this thing, the intellectual property. Uh, it is very much at risk. Very much at risk, Chair, is because the memory, Let's talk about the memory. The memory will be with the engineers that, in fact, will leave the will, will leave Dinel and be employed if it's employment somewhere else. With all that memory that they will have, not unless we have something that will stop them from using our information in order to boost any other company or that they may join. I'm interested as well to know whether the contracts, it could be in a form of uh, the order book, uh, it could be with the uh, defense, that those contracts are still intact. I will be interested to know because if it happens, that uh, Dinel does take off, our reliance is more 
on such work that we are saying it's there. If that work is not there, again, that will be a challenge with us. I'm as well hoping, Chair, that with the allocation of uh, $300 billion to SOEs, there will be a share given to both defense and denial so that they begin to do any reasonable work that may make it perhaps survive and be working again. I wish to suggest as well, Chair, that uh, when these monies are allocated, you know, I, I, I learned something, something from uh, the business rescue. The business rescue, when allocated uh, the 10.5, the business rescue process, they, in fact, um, allocated uh, funds according to activities. I'll be happy that if any of uh, the entities that are under DP, if there is money allocated, at least we be given a picture that that's how uh, entities wish or want to spend the money. And it just comes to us for concurrence. We're not saying that we want to change, but it gives us a better way of uh, an oversight, as is the case perhaps with the SAA. We're in a position to talk about the 10.5, the 2.7, whatever bunnies that we're giving, at least we're in a position to articulate and say, where is this money? Because we know that money, that fund was allocated to do something like uh, whatever. But as a word of caution, Chair, uh, I, I understand it, it worries me that uh, the number has been too huge. If you have 122 members that are trying to defraud, the, the procurement procedures. It tells me that are we not heading again for a similar situation of a state capture? So the state capture, in fact, these are the things that all of us have been saying that uh, what needs to happen here, can the executive help us to make sure that we don't have the remnants of such people that in fact are there, which uh, we give them work to do and then start uh, twisting whatever that we give them in order for them to benefit. Chair, let me say, let me wait there for now. Uh, that's what I have captured, but thank you very much for uh, Honorable Shabalala. She in fact has covered quite a lot of deep sense uh, probing questions. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Gumeja. Uh, let's go to Honorable Mutelezi. Honorable Mutelezi, he is not there. Uh, Honorable Kwangwa. Honorable Kwangwa, you're not there also. Okay, going to Honorable Isaac. 
convinced us that no uh, public sector participation is the way to go. Uh, Transnet is overstaffed, they need to shed some jobs, and to that effect, uh, they've uh, come up with uh, voluntary severance packages. Uh, now, a, a layman on the street would, would believe that uh, once a company decides on severance packages uh, for purposes of trimming their, 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 their size, uh, organizational re-engineering, so to speak, you wouldn't you would, you would close off those posts, but it seems as if a transnet something different is happening. Uh, they are take, people are taking packages, and the same posts are being advertised. How is this going to work? Why are you encouraging experienced people to leave and then employing new people? Who's going to train these people? How is this going to work in the in the in, in contributing to to, to 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 the imperatives of transnet? The, the TFR, for instance, they want to, to say they are going to uh, allow public sector to participate in the rail network. That's all good and dandy, but if you look at what they are going to privatize, it's the, it's the rail lines that are really run down, and there's going to be a, a lot of maintenance. Maybe not even maintenance. They need to be uh, started afresh. Uh, these these lines and the private sector is expected to 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 to, to foot that bill and secure those lines. Now, how are we going to get to that point when we still share the rail lines between Transnet and Pras? And who's going to be responsible for issues of encroachment uh, along the railway lines? Uh, who's going to secure the railway line? in terms of cable debts and whatnot. These are these are issues we need to, 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 to be clarified on before the picture is painted that uh, we, we, we are moving towards this direction and it's going to turn things around. Uh, we, 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 can't, we can't avoid discussing uh, the issue of the China North Rail uh, and the China South Rail and their measure to form a CRC. That speaks directly to the 1064 issue. On that one, I think we've decided to go the route of court. But if you get to the facts, you will realize that we've had a relationship as Transnet with China South Rail before, and they've delivered locomotive, locomotives to Transnet. And there's been no issues. On the 1064, China South Rail delivered the rails that were ordered. Then they merged, they merged with China North Rail, which really did not deliver on anything. But now the problem started there. After the merger, uh, China's CRC doesn't want to give a space to, 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 to transnet. Now, one would assume that these are state-owned companies. Then DM, D, D, DPE, uh, through the minister, and maybe through the president, there needs to be a discussion at a political level with China to try and resolve this thing so that we get some value. Because as it stands, we ordered over 200 locomotives from China North, and that's crap. We can't use it for anything. Now, that's money lost. The other thing, 
how far are we with trying to call to, 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 to recover money that were lost in that transaction in, in its entirety? Uh, not necessarily from China, but including the people that were involved in that in that transaction from at a local level. Because we have a situation now where uh, these locomotives they are on our tracks working every day, but they can't be serviced because. China is not giving us space. Now, we may not necessarily recover all the money that we put in, but there needs to be some uh, form of recovery. And you might discover that th these monies will offset each other, but we need to rescue the situation. And uh, what is DPE going to do, or what is DPE doing about it outside of the court process? Because the court will set aside the contract but it doesn't speak to the money that we put in there. I think that that project cost over 50, over 50 billion rands. And if you look at the figures we are discussing, we are discussing 17 million there, 4.2 billion here. It doesn't even cover half the expense uh, we, we, we've incurred out of that thing. We need to strengthen that effort to recover those monies and uh, try and rescue that project because the reality of the matter is we do need locomotives on our tracks so that our economy uh, is able to function swiftly. Now, we also need to look at ESCOM uh, in terms of the, I've raised this before, how far are we in terms of recovering monies uh, from the design flaws uh, that we see at Kusile and Midwood? From engineering point of view, uh, if the design doesn't work, somebody has to pay. We can't just write it off. Are we, are we recovering these monies? What are we doing about it? Have these companies uh, vanished from the face of the earth? Well, what sort of, 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 of options do we have? Because for us to grow this economy, we need uh, to have a stable electricity supply at all material times so that it becomes easy for investment to come to our shores and jobs will then be created as as we've argued that the private sector will uh, uh, create jobs ours is to create that environment for the private sector to do that now that environment can't be created uh, with no shedding in our midst so wh what is dpe planning to do about that because it doesn't uh, show very clearly in this presentation Yes, we, 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 we've spent so much, but we still have problems. We are not solving these problems. Uh, I think I'll stop there, Chair, for now. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Honorable Zamini. Honorable Komani. Honorable Komani. I thought you are here. Okay. Apparently, Honorable Komani is no longer here. Honorable Piri. Uh, thanks, Chair. Good morning to yourself, colleague. Good morning. No, <laughs> Chair, you dealt with me. And let me pass my greetings to the DM. Uh, and the, the department personnel led by the DG mm, already 
not easy. It's very difficult to uh, most of uh, the questions have been posed. Uh, in particular, the uh, comrade or honorable Chavalala who started has covered a lot of ground. But Chair, let me start where it Honorable Piri. Honorable Piri. But I'll try to, you know, okay. uh, I'm 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 very far. I'm next to the I'm next to Z, just ten k's away. But uh, just bear with me, chair. Uh, as I was saying, let me try and go and touch on the last part of the presentation, which is your fraud and um, corruption uh, report, chair. We are happy as. Uh, my colleagues were saying with the report, but um, I've got only one issue on that report. There are uh, always where there's a, a, a paragraph or a, a part where it says always they are referring uh, the issue to 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 the uh, or maybe let me go to put it in this way, in the criminal references, there are no actions in most of the issues. We are still saying investigations, SIU, you wait for them, but I don't see a, a, a part where it shows, uh, you know, where you make a follow-up as a department, because I understand it is a report from the department, but we must have... Um, a timeline and also a, a slot where it shows us uh, follow-ups that were done by the department. I, I don't see anything that talks to that because I'm afraid this report might also come back in the next financials year having the same uh, items and not giving us progress report, but just saying, the referral or the matter is still uh, to SIU or we are still waiting for implementations or all the stuff. But I, I, I feel strongly we must have a time frame in following up this particular report. Chair, let me be direct to, to SA Express. I, the last meeting or uh, PC that we had, I, I was expecting from this report to be given an exit or a laying down of a report about SA Express in particular to, to be told how far uh, with SA Express, more details about it. And really, uh, are we done with it? We must no longer have a slot as a portfolio where we say we still need or have questions about SA Express. 
the reason why I'm saying that it's always we want to go back and we don't have a specific question to express, but it is still to, to be told what must happen to or what has happened to SA Express. So SA Express is just a hanging SOE that we, we are not sure what is happening as a portfolio. But I, I, I think the DG must uh, give us what is happening and when will we uh, have a slot and discuss about it how is it resting or how is it gonna rest but i believe it's still in the exit plan it has not yet exited uh, the 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 space of being an soe chair you know I'm, I'm, i have a worry on the sa express i sa it's yes it's back on air but uh, I'll, I'll narrate this part to say if we've got interest at heart for an SA Express to be back to its foot and operate uh, very nicely, when we book as members of parliament, or let me refer to myself, always we don't find proper times that are allocated to us or that suit our times to fly. It means or it tells us that uh, SA Express, its times are not uh, viable for us. So I believe if we can't support it, or myself in particular, I cannot fly with SAA, how do we expect it to, to be back uh, and, and operate nicely? So maybe the question will be, uh, how is the strategy for it to go back and, and suit us on a regional level? It's not flying accordingly the way we see it in our naked eyes, not being a specialist or uh, people who've got uh, more experience in, in running the business. Chairperson, uh, I, I, when I go to ESCOM, we... There was a time, in particular myself, in, in plenary, I had to raise the issue of COO. I thought in the same slide of fraud and corruption, but not if in the level or in the space of the legal perspective, it might not fall under fraud and corruption. But as a man, as a person who is not a guru of uh, law, I'll, I'll, I'll think... I was expecting to also get a report in terms of um, us recouping the money, how far with the case of the COO have been paid, erroneously or wrongly so. I've never, since we got a report and since we got it from the media, there was no report that it's coming from the department itself to tell us how far did the uh, uh, Mr. Director, or if I'm not... Uh, picking up the wrong name, uh, pay back that money that was wrongly paid to the account. Chair, when we, it goes to Dinel, on the matter of Dinel, Chair, we, we have been saying it, I'll concur with Ugumede, we have been advising even the sharing from in most of the reports that were given by the department, 
we're sharing the best expertise that um, our SOEs can utilize. DINEL has got a capacity in dealing with aviation. You, there's a slot even where you could see their contract with Royfalk. And Royfalk, you are talking about the aviation space. And we've been calling or making a call to say, if you've got best engineers who deals with uh, aviation, can't we share this best uh, engineers and assist also with SAA, SAA Express and Mango? Uh, bearing in mind, we are aware that SA technicals are doing well. So uh, on that space also, we have never received even a better response from the department. I'm saying this because it's a report that holistically uh, covers all SOEs. Uh, there's a point or a slide that talks about Ifloma doing well in Mozambique. Uh, at the same breath, we've got subcall in South Africa. But my challenge, or I want to understand what are the best practices that we, have, we, have, we are learning from IFLOMA that we can transfer back to South Africa and make even subcall to excel more or do better than what is doing now. Because I, as much as we are getting a report of IFLOMA doing well, will also want SAFPOL to do better than what is doing now. So I, I, I'll want us to get a, a proper plans that the department in overseeing SAFPOL uh, and advising SAFPOL, what are the best practices that they, they are learning or they are also transferring back to, to, to the country. But Chair, as I've started uh, before to say, to be the last speaker is a bit difficult because already my colleagues have articulated or raised a number of questions that are critical and are close dearly to our, our heart as a, a, as a portfolio. Let me submarine the Chair. Thanks. Thank you, Honorable Piri. You noted the last speaker. The last speaker is our Honorable Malinga. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning uh, to yourself, to the members of the portfolio, the department, uh, and everybody on the platform. I am covered, Chair. That's the disadvantage of being the last speaker. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Malinga. You rescued me. Okay, thank you. Uh, honorable members, that's the questions to the, the Department of Public Enterprise led by the DG and Deputy Minister. Uh, let me check if the Minister would like to, the Deputy Minister would like to start, uh, followed by uh, his entourage. No, no, thank you very much, uh, Chair. No, I'll, I'll just make a few remarks now and then let the DG and the team. Uh, I'm sure because it stretches all over the work of the department as well as over the entities in their varying uh, degree of challenges. I'll just pick up a few things and, um, uh, of course, indicate first overall that uh, 
we we overseeing the portfolio of uh, these state-owned companies. Um, we're really doing uh, what is best uh, to get them all in a state of good health. Uh, they have uh, different uh, types of uh, challenges and uh, that whose depth is, is at different levels. Uh, but it's encouraging to see some that are uh, really going the right direction. Uh, in this instance, I would say Safcol is uh, fairly doing uh, better and uh, th- that could be improved. Uh, there are experiences uh, that we have learned, uh, very stable boards, a very uh, strong, uh, stable uh, management echelon, executive management. Uh, these are proving to be elements that are uh, ingredients uh, towards sustainability. And then uh, the implementation of programs uh, accompanied by very strong uh, oversight over the implementation of uh, programs, as well as supported by uh, consequence management. Uh, secondly, uh, with respect to AlexCo, I could say we are beginning to see uh, from where it was, there is a very uh, notable progress. Uh, recently, the minister has appointed a new board a very energetic and enthusiastic board that has already uh, uh, taken uh, uh, to itself the cudgels uh, to build on uh, what uh, through the administrature we began seeing there, which is what the committee saw when they visited there. I think uh, the aim to stabilize uh, the, 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 the Alexco PSJV uh, at an operational level, that is where the board is going to be concentrating a lot of effort so that the proceeds uh, of what uh, is harvested there in the form of diamonds uh, can actually find uh, themselves uh, to the market and get uh, good uh, 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 returns uh, for that, uh, ensuring that there is security uh, all, all around. And that, uh, uh, of course, yes, it is a fact that uh, we have to deal with the community element there, which uh, is also, uh, of course, with other sister departments, it's something that we are working with them to try and normalize. And uh, I, I don't want to make it appear as something that we could just trivialize like that, uh, because uh, sometimes the community element can be quite tricky, particularly when there isn't uh, always uh, unanimity amongst the members of the community. I think the issue of um, who the register of the beneficiaries is, the proper maintenance of that, and that they are constantly being uh, having their own meetings uh, in which uh, reports can be shared and that they are part of the entire thing. I think these are things that uh, we're seeking with the support of not only uh, uh, the Richtersfeld community, the provincial government in the in the Northern Cape, we are all trying to create an environment that is conducive uh, for the community to reap the benefits uh, of uh, otherwise what is an asset to some extent that belongs uh, to them. Um, there, there's been uh, uh, quite a lot said about um, SA Express, Mango and others. Uh, the team will get into them in, in, in greater detail. I'm also comforted uh, by the fact that uh, for some uh, ESCOM, uh, uh, Transnet, I'm comforted by the fact that the committee could still and will have the opportunity to sit with them extensively, but we shall deal with 
whatever we must deal with here as best as possible. But I know there is still another opportunity. In uh, in, in in SA Express, uh, the company uh, uh, really got under, and the business rescue process was initiated. And that business rescue in a process has not yet been discontinued. There would have been at different times an indication that there were prospective uh, uh, buyers uh, who could come in uh, as, as, as part of uh, rescuing this. Uh, some which uh, at a point where when things had to be uh, signed and sealed, uh, they, they proved uh, to be uh, a bit uh, challenged, uh, which tended to prolong the period of the business rescue process. We don't have as yet a report to say that has run its course such that they could go back to court and uh, for the court to make the final declaratory in, in, in that respect. But I think the team uh, will speak uh, to this in greater detail without really, I was letting you, DG, to really ready your troops. Uh, uh, I'm sure you will start and then uh, indicate how you would bring in your troops to respond uh, to some of the questions of the honorable members. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Diem. Uh, uh, I will try and answer as many as I can, and the colleagues will will step in where I have missed any of the questions, especially in, in the the beginning. The beginning, Honourable Shabalal and Kachalia were flying. We tried to record as much as we could. Um, yeah, yeah, if they have, we have missed any of their questions, please they can just um, remind us of some of those. The Honorable Shablala asked about the capacity we have in the department, which is dedicated to aviation, um, SAA and S Express in particular. So what are we going to be doing in that, that capacity? The capacity is actually quite lean. Um, uh, we are a very small department as shown uh, with about 212 uh, position, 164 uh, field. Uh, in aviation, we, we, the technical skills we have is actually two people. Um, uh, we have um, a, a director and an ASD who are looking after both entities. They get assisted, of course, by other colleagues in, in the finance part of the business as well as BES. Um, but these are this is capacity that um, that can be uh, utilized elsewhere in the department when when the decision um, is eventually made that our oversight um, uh, duties with regard to these assets. Uh, must come to a stop. Uh, but as things stand today, there's still quite a lot of work. We are still overseeing uh, the last stages of uh, of a SAA um, uh, uh, transaction, as I expressed, the liquidation also. Uh, our colleagues in legal are playing a bigger role, uh, needs to be overseen uh, to, to an end. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, what we said. We'll, ask, we'll answer the, the rest of the other SAX questions as we get to them. So what I'll say is that the capacity is actually quite minimal and um, and definitely, for instance, within the transport unit where aviation is located, there's enough work for the colleagues to help us out with. Um, the shoulder complex not having designed, we, 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 we sought to answer those questions um, at Dinell, because uh, uh, a, a significant portion of any shoulder complex is financial performance. Uh, and we know 
to get these businesses, uh, uh, especially now, to get to the point where they, it has a going concern status and you can hold an AGM, which is where the sugar complex should be signed off. We need cash injection. And members, I, I want to say that we, we also make policy decisions by what, by what we choose to fund or not fund. Um, so when, when the Minister of Finance stands up and puts a budget on there, which eventually gets approved by Parliament, to say we are not going to be putting money into denial to fix the road that we all of us, all of us saw happening right before our eyes. Um, we started in 2015 with the expulsion of the board um, and the new board coming in and, and, and removing capable people that were running the business that attended around. And from there, very short contracts being, uh, uh, being put in place, including the Denial Asia uh, matter, which um, uh, uh, literally got funders in the form of banks to run away from the business. So, so that means someone must fix it. Someone must put money in to fix it. So if we choose not to fund the restructuring of the business, where we have made a policy decision, we're saying that the, the defense industry is not important to us. Uh, as a country, uh, while everyone else uh, around the world is actually doing the opposite. Today, if you to ask the Ukrainians um, whether they, they would, if, if they found themselves in the same position uh, 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 they were uh, after the fall of the wall, um, the Berlin Wall, whether they would still want to give up their nuclear weapons, they will see something different. And I'll earlier refer to, to what uh, the Germans are doing, the rest of the EU is doing. Uh, realizing that we cannot rely on other people to defend them. So with those decisions that we are making uh, not to fund, we are making those decisions. So now to come back to the department and say, what are you going to do? What can we do when government has made a decision not to fund the recapitalization of, of, um, uh, of this business? And that's where the other decisions come in. When we say we are looking for innovative solutions, Honorable um, uh, Kachalia, it means that we have to go and look at uh, what the, the, the private sector can do to assist, whether there are synergies in terms of some of the projects and some of the divisions that are within, um, uh, uh, within denial. And in the process, what we are doing, we are saying that we are reducing the level of ownership that we have in this, in this business. That's a policy decision that we are making as, uh, as, as a country when, when these sort of decisions are made. Now, when there's a reference made to say the National Treasury came in and said, how can we put money in here? There's no annual statement. We all know why there are no annual reports at, at Denel. We don't have, uh, an audit cannot be undertaken because the, the liquidity position is very bad. Denel does not have um, um, uh, a going concern, cannot achieve a going concern status. So when you prepare statements, either you do it on a going concern basis or you do it on a liquidation basis. So if you have to do that at denial today to be on a liquidation basis. So we should really um, uh, ask ourselves uh, about the implications of some of the decisions that we make, because um, uh, you know we have a very competent board, very capable board led by uh, Ms. Gloria Serobe, uh, whom all of you know very well at, at denial. And they've really stuck it out um, as a board to try and get things right. But they need to be supported. And normally when things get here, as a shoulder, you're expected to come in and put in the equity that is needed to help the business. 
like we had to do in, in, in helping SAA to restructure, we had to, to find the money to make that happen. And we made the decision there to say going forward, um, the business must um, find others to come in and assume the risk in terms of working capital. That's the decision that we made. So um, I, I thought it's important that I just emphasize that particular point. Um, SAA, um, we have indicated that, um, uh, that it's, um, it's in the midst of, of uh, uh, undergoing audits for all the, the, the many years that it has not had uh, annual uh, financial statements published. And uh, that has been corrected. The 2018 financial year results have, uh, are now in place. Um, I think the case of SA Express speaks for itself. It's in liquidation. It's under the control uh, of, uh, of the liquidators. are answerable, not to us, but to the master of the high court. Um, so we we have to, uh, uh, so that, that uh, at some point the committee may want to uh, to get the liquidator in, as it has happened in the past, to say, where are you? Because we also want this process to be done as quickly as possible. Um, and there was a question asked as to what, what are, it's in liquidation and what happens when you're in liquidation, assets get sold. And, um, and that's what has happened. The fixed assets have been sold, the removable assets have been sold. Um, and now we have uh, intangible assets in the form of the brand itself, the operating license and so on that have been put out the market uh, to be sold. So once that is done, then the liquidation process is concluded and the proceeds are distributed to the various creditors. That's where we are. So the SA Express post that process uh, will cease to exist uh, uh, as, a, as a business, at least owned by us. Maybe the people who will take over the intangible assets may choose to, uh, to reflow to that business again. Uh, but we made specific decisions there as well. The business went into into business rescue, um, we could not raise the funding to enable the business rescue. So it fell into liquidation and that's where we find ourselves here. So, so there's, there's a very clear process that, that, um, that leads us to where we find our entities at. Um, Alex, when I would shall ask about when should this process be concluded, we said that the audit is done, it's been reviewed currently by the quality uh, a uh, 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 unit uh, of the external auditor. So we're expecting uh, hopefully before uh, the end of financial year to, to, to see the financial amendments too. And there is arrangements being made for the, uh, for the AGM to be held uh, during the course of this month. Of course, we also have to give the new board that is coming an opportunity to appraise themselves on the state of the business. The, the, uh, the honorably asked about the internal audit review. There's a five-year review that is done. We we send out tender to get a service provider will come in and do this uh, for us. Um, and um, we did that. The first uh, uh, tender that went out was not successful. We didn't get. Uh, they didn't. The, the respondents did not meet our requirements. We went out for a second time, and the, the process um, is almost concluded now. So by the end of the year of this financial, we will have had. Um, the internal audit review done. Um, it does an audit funding because it is a requirement that every five years we do this type of work. But we, are, we, are, we are addressing that. The, the issue of uh, YSRs has been preferred. We've got trillion um, um, uh, uh, liabilities to uh, thanks to ESCOM. Uh, it's, it's the law. Um, as much as we would have wanted to have that money come into ESCOM because of financial position that it finds itself in, the law dictates that the taxman comes first. Um, 
so I think in every facet of our lives, that's that's the reality we have to encounter um, at times. Um, so yeah, so the uh, so we'll see from from the liquidation of trillion what we'll be able to realize uh, uh, for uh, for ESCOM. But as we have seen from other processes, you really don't get much to the rent uh, with those. The vacancy rate, um, uh, you asked uh, beyond what was shared, what, what else are we doing as a, as, a as a department? What we are doing is that we, we are also ensuring that the land managers are measured on, on filling of vacancies. Um, and, um, and that will go obviously a long way in terms of ensuring that uh, the, the responsibilities devolve down the organization to ensure that uh, when we get um, a resignation letter, uh, we go out and seek to replace that, that position. But we also have to infill in these positions and, and you've seen 32 of these uh, in, in process now. Uh, we have to deal with the reality as well as what's going to be the, the form that what will be the form of uh, that the DPE will take going forward. Um, as we know, there's a work that is um, happening now to finalize the bill. We'll see what, what, the, what the bill will say in terms of the kind of oversight um, organization that we must have in place. So that in itself um, will um, demand the different skills to be brought in. So to bring in skills that also correlate with uh, being a department when we have all come to the realization that doing uh, managing a portfolio of state-owned assets in, as a department is, is not optimal. Um, uh, and something different needs to be done going forward. And from our lessons and benchmarkings that we have done in other countries, um, uh, we have seen that uh, they've moved away from this kind of arrangement that, that we have here. Um, the the, the XCOM board is, is still in the, uh, in the works. Um, uh, and, uh, and obviously, as we all know, there is a process that is followed in filling the boards, the, the colleagues in, uh, within our governance units have helped in terms of uh, providing uh, uh, possible um, uh, options in terms of filling some of the vacancies that we have there. So that the process in due course, I'm sure that political principles will guide us as to uh, their satisfaction with the work that has been done. And uh, and it will um, it will be released to everyone to know uh, how the, but that board has been strengthened. And, and we agree that, uh, that there's brought into that point where something must be done to, to um, to ensure uh, optimal skills are on that board uh, to, to help with the guidance that the leadership there requires. Um, the, the updates on, on the subsidiaries at, at SAA, Honorable Shabalala, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get the word from yourselves as the committee as to when you want uh, uh, the entity to come through um, and that, that will, will uh, advise them accordingly. But I think it will be good uh, to, to hear about the plans with regard to the subsidiary entities. So they are not, they are quite significant players in the application space in their own right. Um, and Mango, I think we have covered it quite adequately in terms of what we intend to do. I've, I've covered the situation of uh, Express. You had asked the question, what actually are our, our intentions there? The, the TNPA board, uh, we do have uh, a board of, an interim board of three people that is currently having oversight over the entity. Um, it is, um, I forget the chair, um, it's um, uh, 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 Mr. Yeah. The head of 
legal as well. I'm saying from the from the non-executive board members to the state. Is the is the chair? It is the we have a, 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 oh my memory is not working well. We have three board non-executive board members on there, and we also have three executive members that have been allocated to, to look over the entities. But those are interim arrangements. Um, what 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 we have reported is that we 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 are sifting through the applications we have received for permanent board members, and that will. Um, I will uh, soon be able to come out and say this is the board now that we have in place for TNPA. Um, uh, uh, Alex, go, the, the the arrangement is not is not optimal. Um, uh, you have literally um, Alex Co holding a company that really does not have much in terms of operations, and you have the PSJV where the operations are. Um, our first price is to have that collapsed in the interim. Um, and in its own way, we are achieving that particular objective, and we're hoping that the board um, will help us out in that regard as well. Uh, uh, the new board that has come in, uh, and um, in the long run, we obviously need to ensure that um, the, the communities um, have a bigger say in terms of what is happening at um, uh, at, at Alexco. This is an asset in 1928 that was taken from the community to enable them the Nationalist Party government at the time to purchase uh, arms for the country. So, it, um, so the deed of settlements intended to restore that injustice. And that, that eventually means that um, that asset must go back to the people. The, the land mining rights have been restored. Um, and I think it's, it's only right going forward that a partner that can work closely with the, with the community going forward is found. And because um, uh, the, the Alesco, in terms of our total uh, 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 diamonds production as a country, is a very small player. It's uh, less than six percent of of the total output of the country. So, so I think it's only the right time now for for the for us to to continue uh, moving on. There were questions around the community structures, Rechtes community structures, the under administration through rural development, uh, and uh, the chair. Uh, the next time uh, Alex comes in, I think the committee may want to invite that department to come and share uh, the progress that they are make, making with their own administrator in terms of setting out those entities. Because um, some of the, the obligations that are expected of Alex go to the community get discharged through community entities. And with those being under administration and some of them having gone dormant, uh, Alex found itself uh, constrained in terms of meeting. Um, and the requirements of the deed of settlement. So your intervention in this regard will help greatly. Um, but then uh, there are uh, at an official level regular interactions with our colleagues in that environment um, to really keep track of progress. I think a little bit of pressure uh, from the committee will not do any harm. Uh, if anything, it will be of great help. And I will catch the the. The, the issue annual reports uh, uh, and you are correct it, it, we all want them to come out in line with the PFMA um, provisions or prescriptions uh, but if you, if you are not in a position to to publish that report um, what do you then do um, our company's uh, company law is very specific under the terms of which you can prepare financial statements so if you say the entity 
must prepare financial statements anyway, even if you know it's not in a going concern state. There's no way you're saying that entity must be closed down. So we must also be careful of, of what we are asking for, um, lest we are not happy with, um, with the implications of some of, of, uh, of the directive we want to put, we want to put these entities through, through legislation. But I'm sure there are times your members' bill, as you refer to it, goes through parliament will be engagements with ourselves and will pass accordingly. But ultimately, it's the call of the lawmakers as to how they want to deal with the, with the challenge that we have outlined. Um, and on consultants, we, we, don't, we don't use consultants much, I must just say, um, uh, relative to our total budget. Um, we do, unfortunately, have very complex organizations under, under DPE. And, and it would not make economic sense to keep some of the skills that are required to do some of the work uh, in here on a basis. For instance, to develop a restructuring plan for, for Alex School, um, you can't have um, that type of person sitting there. We will not be able to afford the person who has those kind of skills. So we'll go out into the market to get someone to come in and do that work uh, over a couple of weeks and prepare a, a report which obviously gets um, uh, uh, reviewed and implemented by the officials in the department. That's, that's how it works, but it's uh, uh, in line with the, what has been um, in many occasions being uh, espoused from this um, uh, uh, from this house. Uh, we we are very prudent in terms of when we use uh, consultants because we understand uh, that um, the abuse by uh, such services uh, uh, have um, have brought into government in the past, where literally people are abdicating their responsibilities to be so that it's done by by uh, consultants. We don't do that here in this department. Um, uh, we also uh, have uh, uh, people in this department of very good skills. And that's why having insight is also where it is because they're also highly sought after in the market as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, to, to send that, uh, that message through um, uh, to yourself. And, um, and like we said, uh, we had a big, uh, 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 tasks that we, we intended to undertake, that's quite big money to fed to the SOE bill. I mean, we are not in a fortunate position of the rest of government where they, they write these legislations and amendments on a regular basis. So it makes absolutely no sense for us to keep such capacity. And of course, when you're dealing with uh, an issue like SOE show, uh, shoulder governance uh, regime going forward, it's a, it's a, it's a very important task for so we want to get as much independent as possible for what we had um, uh, uh, allocated for that particular task. The, the transmission business, that good progress, as you said, has, has been made. Transmission business is legally separate from SFAM end of last year. What was required was the legislation from DMRE uh, to align because you need to be able to license that entity. So that the amendments to the ERA and to the EPP that have been published were enabling us to do that. Um, and we should still be able to meet um, the deadlines you set of ourselves in the corporatization um, uh, of also the, the other two divisions. So, so good progress has been made there. Honorable uh, Kachalia. Uh, Medipian uh, Kusile, the, the defects that were there, the management has um, uh, uh, been able to reach agreement with, with some of the 
critical suppliers and the OEMs and on those systems. And the work is being undertaken as part of the of the yeah, of the maintenance effort that that's going on at at uh, at ESCOM. So and and we will understand in terms of addressing what has come to be known as design defects is being undertaken there. Um, Trustnet is not being unbundled. Um, so you're asking about progress on uh, what we are doing is just corporatizing. Uh, TNPA in line with the National Post Act of 2005, which is a long outstanding um, uh, requirement on government. So that's that's all that we're doing in that regard. SAA, uh, maybe the, the numbers are a bit confusing. Um, the 2 billion rands in expenditure, that there's a lot of ones of cost items on there. For instance, in uh, 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 restructuring the business and uh, and uh, paying off uh, voluntary severance packages. That money gets flows through the income statement, uh, but it's a once-off item, so it can tend to distort the performance of the business. The same applies to the other restructuring costs, including paying off um, creditors, um, historical creditors. All those monies have to go through the balance sheet, they have to go through the income statement. So the business in, in, the, in relation to, to it, what is now the established uh, uh, cost base is doing um, uh, relatively well. And we must just say all the airlines are losing money. Uh, some, of course, state-owned uh, airlines, they have to publish their numbers. They have to be in the public arena. But everyone is suffering the capacity that they have relative to where the market finds itself, especially the impact of Omicron at the peak of the travel season, the end of the last calendar year. Everyone is hurting. That's, that's um, that's where we find ourselves in, and we should not allow ourselves uh, also to be swayed by some of the population exercises that are being undertaken by some of our competitors, where they are going, coming out into the public and say SAA is not viable. Of course, they want it to, to disappear so that they can have the market to itself, to themselves. But what we know for sure, as South Africans, we know that historically marginalized people. Uh, have been able to get into into jobs, into professions, and into businesses that ordinarily they would not have been in because of the SOEs. And we have to ask ourselves, is the, is the work of ensuring that our people have a share of this economy, is it concluded? Uh, can we now say the government should step off business completely? I don't think we are there yet. Um, what we need is we want definitely well-run SOEs but we want uh, SOEs that are helping us to address the issue of representation of our people. Um, unfortunately, the pace in the private sector has not been as good as it should have been in terms of ensuring that um, our people are, are well represented. And of course, we know about the issues of women representation on boards um, in the private sector. Uh, the authorities' approvals that need to be obtained is that with the, uh, the Competition Commission uh, as well as the triple B commission, we have to go through for those particular hurdles. Uh, there's nothing discreet about it. It's, it's very much in the public uh, arena. Uh, everyone knows as you do these kind of transactions, what kind of approvals should be obtained. Um, I've addressed the issue of SAA losses. Um, uh, Mango, Mango has been trimmed back quite a lot, so there is no operating costs that are incurring beyond keeping the post holders, um, uh, which are important 
to maintain uh, some of the accreditation licenses that the airline has, because that's where the value is. If you are out there in the market and seeking buyers for the business, that, that's where we find ourselves in. There's, there are no uh, unnecessary costs that, that are being kept at, at Mangon. We keep a very a tight um, overview of that through our team here. Um, at the, at this, at this issue around lift and, and Mangos troubles can uh, and its continued um, uh, operation going forward. Uh, the, the, the investor has a had a had an, uh, was in a was in to be to be able to make a decision to say which which parts of uh, uh, of SAA they would like to have in the um, in, in the new. SAA as, as, as it goes forward. The decision that they made is that Mango is not going to be part of that. And as, as you know, Lyft is managed separate, not by Takats, it's managed by Global, it's owned by Global, separate from the Takatsu Consortium. As to what will happen in the future, obviously, we'll see uh, 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 what will happen. And of course, we'll still have representation on the board. And I'm sure proper decisions are made uh, in that regard. Uh, so there is the conflict that's been referred to. I don't understand it, and maybe Ms. Scarcellia can um, can explain it uh, a little bit more. But um, but we are not seeing it. And we had um, quite a, one of the top law firms, by the way, uh, advising us on this particular uh, the transaction. Um, I've answered the questions on financial SA, financial performance, and profitability on uh, SAX provisional liquidity, um, provisional uh, liquidation, rather. We have answered those. Uh, it's not in our hands. The repudiators answerable. The master of the high court. So we wait for that particular process. But we also want that process to to move quickly. If every day that the liquidators doing this work, they're charging fees, um, and those fees uh, obviously are coming from some of the assets that has been disposed, and and uh, and, and, uh, and would not want that. We not want a situation that is that goes on indefinitely, um, even. Or even tension of uh, of one one party benefiting from the process of reputation. Um, Devon, the uh, the Devon and uh, PSP process. Let's wait for the results. Uh, there's a there's a there's a procurement process that is that has been undertaken um, to be properly reviewed. We'll see the results when they come out. Um, unless you are telling me that there's there's some wrongdoing that that you have um, that you have picked up, please bring it to our attention or to other authorities. But as far as we know, this process has been handled with uh, extreme prudence by the team at, at Transnet, because they know. I mean, this is quite a significant undertaking, and the public will be interested in the results. Of it. I think let's wait for that. Um, sub green tech liquidation that you referred to, there has been engagements between the two boards, uh, Dinell and, and sub green tech, and, and there is an, uh, uh, an, an arrangement that has been arrived at. Uh, Dinell is going to be um, at the PC next week. Um, you'll be in a position to be able to ask Fender on that question. I've, I've uh, made my own comments with regard to your reference to the uh, presentation on Dinell. Uh, I've spoken to to the issues of Alexco, um, uh, uh, the issues of um, the community uh, and the hardships that are going through. Um, that's why rural development is there. The structures of the community that were put in place. There was infighting that was going on. The, that community is always in courts against each other. 
that's why those structures were rendered um, uh, 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 ineffective. And we need, as government, we are seeing how we can help out with this to restore um, a, a normality uh, to, to that particular region. Because it's a very strategic region for the country. And there's a community that has suffered for many years um, as a result of, um, of uh, the apartheid dispensation that we come from. And we want to do right by those communities. But what is important is also that uh, yourselves as representatives, as you go into the community, to also seek to mediate in some of these disputes that you have in there. And unfortunately, these disputes have been driven also by those that have illegally benefited from the business in the past. So, uh, so that's the, the request that we make to yourself. But that, that, that uh, what's going, I mean, you have a, you have a team that uh, here in the department that goes there quite often. So you're quite aware of what, what is going on in that business. Um, the South Pole at some point, I'm sure they will also make their way here to the, uh, to the portfolio committee, they'll be able to share their, their strategies. But in a, in a uh, you know, uh, very briefly, I would say we are seeking to to beneficiate the solo. Um, there's many products, especially these days, and as Honorable Glamini correctly pointed out, uh, with um, concerns around climate change that can be derived from from uh, from wood, even plastics. You can produce plastics from uh, from from uh, 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 from wood, um, and uh, and good thing is. It's, it's degradable. Um, you're not uh, sitting with waste that takes uh, hundreds and thousands of years uh, to, to, to biodegrade. So that's what we we uh, that's what Safcall team is, is seeking to do. But as they do so, this they have to, had to navigate the very difficult economy that they found themselves. Um, this um, business very much exposed to the to the economic cycle. Um, uh, if they if the housing market is depressed, there's new new house being built. They can't sell wood for trusses. It's, um, same applies to the mining sectors in trouble. They can sell um, wood for for supports. So, so but things have uh, within that difficult environment, they have, have been able to um, to upgrade themselves, which is, which is great. About the the positions that have been and funded, we obviously would look at the impact on the operations and uh, and uh, we look to to have um, uh, uh, to ensure that our operations are not negatively affected as a result. So for instance, we used to have uh, uh, seven DDGs in the department. We said, no, so we need to reduce the size of EXCO and we need to have uh, more feet on the ground in the department. So. So as we do fund some some of those things, the corporate management uh, DDG position has been has been defunded. So the, D, the, the chief directors uh, in that program are now having to take on more responsibility as a result. Um, but it also uh, what it does it it, um, it makes for much more transparent a view from where I'm sitting as a DG in terms of what's going on in that particular program. So I think it, uh, we have we have. Uh, uh, we try to work around that um, as much as we could, but it's a it's a reality of where we find ourselves, and the rest of government is also having its own um, cost cuttings being imposed on them. So that's the pain that we all are having to take. Uh, the the it, we are in constant communication. Uh, on our model, we've, 
our anti colleague in public finance, there's a, a director who's responsible for the department. We have good visibility in terms of the finances, uh, a state of our finances. And as we come to the end of the year, we have not spent it. Uh, uh, we obviously have to surrender the money back to the treasury. Treasury, that's something that we are hoping in the future will not be happening because um, uh, we need the very few positions that we have here. The capital assets that was referred to the, 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 is the IT assets. We wanted to renew quite a bit of our, of our, of our IT. We, we have had a, a very strange situation in that there are transversal contracts, which has suppliers that have been vetted by National Treasury. But those contracts have not been performing. Some of our requirements have, for the whole year, we have not received. So the people put in bids, they are successful, you expect them to deliver. The delivery doesn't happen. Um, uh, so you keep going back. And that's where we find ourselves uh, with this uh, in, in this particular front. But that's a situation that we are that we are addressing. I'm also not happy, I must say, with uh, supply chain management. We also take a long term for turnaround and requirements. So we have had uh, some uh, uh, tough discussion internally and we're looking for a tool as well to help us to to automate some of the functions in that particular environment um yeah so we should uh, the on the issue of the nine hundred thousand that you've spoken to the the, the the fault here is not with the contractor the fault is with ourselves you can put it that way we used to we used to as i said a supplier uh, from uh, 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 from National Treasury, the contract was with National Treasury and was closed before the work was, was finished here. Um, our communication between ourselves and National Treasury certainly could have been much better. Um, but we have um, written to National Treasury on that. We have asked for condemnation on it. Um, we are hoping it will be cleared before the end of the financial year or by the time we release our financial results for the 22 financial year. Um, the the, the transnet audit findings, the, the backlog that you have pointed out, Donald, I think we can't fault your observation. Uh, what this may need um, a chair uh, is, is uh, as, uh, as the entities come through, that this matter gets interrogated um, in great detail by the committee itself. What we can do from our side, we can provide more information in terms of what lies behind the table. Um, and, I, uh, and I'll ask maybe after I've spoken about uh, DDG uh, Medisa, whether I would like to, to add anything to that. But uh, yeah, we, we 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 track these and we put as much pressure as we can on our SOEs to ensure that these audit findings are addressed. And some of them, I must say, are also linked, as I indicated, to re with regard to regular expenditure, which was a bigger big issue. It's related as well to how we have formulated our um, uh, guidelines, national treasury guidelines on, on the regular expenditure. And we have engaged with them and there is a, there's a acceptance on that side that something needs to be done in that area. But things unfortunately take a bit of time uh, such that um, going forward, we don't incur uh, a similar regular expenditure. But a lot of it obviously is linked to, to, to the dodgy contracts uh, that were put in place in that business, just taking quite a lot of effort, especially to go down to operational level to ensure that these sort of acts are not uh, continuing. Um, but uh, we are hoping that in the end of this financial, we'll see some good progress have been made in that regard. Uh, answer the question that we got to the solar complex earlier. Um, 
um, I think the point that you are making as a finance person with regard to operating expenditure as revenues is a, is a valid point. Um, you want to to keep those um, uh, within acceptable limits uh, such that you are able to to release money, obviously, for to invest in your um, in your plant and equipment and and, and so on. So if a lot of your of, of your revenues are going to to pay for operational expenses, you find yourself in a difficult period in the long run. So we have noted your comments, but what I would also would like to say is also um, these um, these ratios um, are also quite unique to each industry. So you normally can't have the same number across the industry. Some of the industries are very people intensive, for instance, are very equipment intensive, uh, intensive rather. Um, so yeah, but I think that's that's a, a discussion that um, I think we need to get into because that informs how we also compact in terms of our shoulder, in terms of the financial performance expectation from the department. You look at the, the peers of these entities in terms of the way they are sitting, for instance, on the data equity ratio, uh, for instance, you'll find that um, across the sectors, those numbers are different. There's some entities that are highly, or some sectors where entities are highly leveraged. It's, that's how the business model operates. Um, the SAA have, have, have addressed the issue of $2 billion, whereas $500 million. Um, if, if we, with regard to the SAP, if there was any desperation, the desperation was that to ensure that government going forward does not continue to carry the burden of losses um, at SAA. And, uh, and, and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, that we, we have, because the, the, the aviation sector has been liberal, liberalized for quite some time, we had uh, players in the industry that, that could step in, but we had to do it in a responsible way to ensure that we do not leave the people at SAA destitute. That's why it was important that we have an orderly restructuring of the business through business rescue, uh, where we are able to ensure that the people that left the business at least had voluntary severance packages that could sustain them as they look for other uh, ways of, um, uh, of, of, uh, of earning um, uh, an income. Uh, and, um, and the same applies. Yesterday there was a story around um, the training and layoff scheme, which is a, a, a very a great scheme, I say. Uh, we have to find ourselves, find each other, uh, and also SAA to help us out in terms of concluding its uh, audit process um, so that it becomes current, so that you can access facilities that are available to sustain that training and layoff scheme. Because we need to ensure that people that uh, are skilled are in an economy, that they find themselves in a situation in the economy because of where it is, they don't have jobs, that we are able to sort of uh, put them in incubation type program so that we can they can become available when when those jobs uh, or the economy rebounds and the jobs are created again. So that's where it is uh, uh, emanating from. But we are quite confident that um, um, as things are getting better globally and the aviation is also uh, uh, recovering, that um, the new SAA will find its place, so to speak, in the sun and that the discipline that comes with private capital will rub on this um, on this business going forward, and hopefully, we'll be able to report someday that we've received uh, dividends uh, from it. Um, the, the point that you're making with regard to to employees and where they find themselves, the impact of the state of our that's what happens um, when when 
when people choose to become corrupt in running these businesses, that's articulated by Zondo. And capital is hollowed out of these businesses. That's what happens. Businesses fail. People un, uh, end up um, uh, uh, get not getting paid salaries. And this does not only happen in business, it happens in the private sector as well. And we have had in the past a situation where the state would, uh, would come in, would provide equity injections to pay for operational inefficiencies. We cannot have that. If money is solicited from the state, it should be for capital programs that create new cash flows. So, the, uh, and in the comment that I made earlier as well, when we choose not to provide additional funding to these entities, that's what we are, end up with. We end up with, with people that uh, have only had 20% of their salaries paid. So, so we need to understand uh, the implications of some of the decisions that we make um, as government in reaction, obviously, to some of the bad things that have happened uh, uh, in our SOEs. Um, and, uh, uh, and in some instances, we have to also ask ourselves, what is the, the social cost, including opportunities uh, uh, for uh, marginalized people that disappear with the demise of these entities as well? Honorable Gumed, your comments in regard to the structure of the report, uh, we appreciate uh, that and um, guided obviously by yourselves and the chair uh, uh, will um, uh, uh, hear uh, uh, officially as to the retention of the portions that you have, uh, you have referred to. Um, yeah, but we, we are happy that we are able to, to meet your requirements in this report. The, I must say, um, uh, the, your categorization that you have put in, I'm hoping that uh, Advocate Makove was listening to you, because you may have solved some of his problems in terms of how we categorize uh, SOEs. Uh, and thank you for that, the fact that we haven't have, didn't have to bring in a consultant to do that work. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Um, but I think it's a, it's a very logical um, uh, categorization that you've come up with. and. Um, and the comments that you have made in relation to this is um, is very much welcome. Um, the, the the comment that you are making making with regard to SAA, that we have um, been able to reach consensus with National Treasury in funding the remainder of uh, what is required for the business rescue process, as we had indicated at the time. Uh, some of the liabilities will be settled over a three-year period. So we had the 10.5 billion rents that we had received was to take care of the first year. Uh, of costs um, um, in the subsequent two years, uh, the funds, um, the first, the first, the second year, the funds did not come in as as we had hoped. Um, we, we scramble literally within that ten point five to meet that. But there's a there's a there's been an agreement that uh, the three point five that this the three point five billion rents uh, shall be provided, and and there was comments to that effect um, uh, from the from the budget. Mango got 819 million. Uh, as we said, it's about 400 million that's remains. Um, and that's mainly to take care of uh, outstanding liabilities um, uh, from the business rescue process, including some of the creditors uh, that need to be paid a uh, certain amount to the rent. To the rent. Um, yeah. Um, the, the, I think the, the Alesco rentals, what you're referring to when you said flats, um, that, that problem has been addressed. Um, 
uh, Alaska management is uh, dealing with uh, ensuring that people that occupy uh, the residential places there are, are being paid. Um, the South Coast land claims, good progress has been made uh, that documented. Uh, uh, I think to about two years ago, our president handed over uh, the land to the Mkwanazis on the north coast uh, of, uh, of Kozul Natal. Um, and there's uh, more work that has been done. Currently, we have a, a, a soft, uh, our forestry team in the department uh, working very closely with DPME, which is leading the effort settle the claims. Um, uh, so that's what we will say. And at some point, we may uh, uh, want to give progress on this, uh, but will be advised by the committee when we want to, to do that. The comments that we're making with regard to denial of SNDF um, uh, are, are very important. We are a very strategic region in the world, um, uh, uh, South Africa, also by virtue of our position uh, in South Seas. Uh, we need to have a capable uh, uh, navy to, to ensure that uh, we properly police the 3,000, I think almost 4,000 kilometer um, coastline that we have. Um, and also, of course, we have um, those islands uh, to the uh, southeastern part of our country that we need, to, we need to ensure that there's regular surveillance being done. So maritime surveillance is important. Um, we need to ensure that we have... Um, um, you know, uh, our army and and the air force are adequately funded to be able to do some of the tasks that they must do, like protecting our our sovereignty and ensuring uh, our airspace uh, uh, is safe. So when you hear comments like yeah, the grippings are on the ground because we don't have a maintenance contract, it's, it's, it does not look good. Um, but those are the decisions that we also make. Um, by uh, defunding this uh, this area of, of of government, so as as the as the lawmakers, I would hope that's one of the issues that you, you may be a better position to be able to, to ask on our behalf. Because uh, all that we do, we we implement what you give us. Give us a budget, we'll implement it with its implications. The, I think with regard to recovering people that have left Dinel, um Time is probably not very much against us on this one. The longer the people stay outside, the harder it will be for them to come back. Um, and, um, and you know, as you correctly pointed out, IP, to a large extent, leaving people's heads. We may have the documents, um, uh, but the background IP is what fits new products going forward. So, yeah, so the, the, the longer the situation at, at Dinal uh, goes on, the harder the, uh, it will be to be able to recover the situation going forward. Uh, the, it, the, well, the point that, that you are making with regard to transparency in terms of allocations that are made to, to our SOEs, the, the portfolio committee I think has the latitude and I don't know the rules of, of, of parliament to say, because this will go to the appropriations committee, uh, to the finance committees to say in relation to those end, our the entities that we have oversight on like to have those come by here and even post approval uh, uh, by those committees um, as part of the regular reporting that we do the quarterly reporting we do you can ask us to bring that information there as well on the issues of conflict of interest in our in our 
And so is the, 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 our internal team here in Mapobe will say a little bit more about that. That has been managed uh, very well. Um, uh, I must say we have, we have brought in, uh, we, uh, or rather we developed a policy um, under the risk and integrity framework, uh, which uh, we have a team that that goes around to the SOEs on a regular basis um, to get updates in terms of implementation of some of the provisions of that policy um, and to, to, to get uh, uh, and to ensure that the regular surveillance of, uh, of, the, of this SOE is um, finances and operations are being done uh, to ensure that if there are any incidences of wrongdoing, we are able to pick them out. Um, Honorable Damini, the the, we, ha we have uh, an interim board now. It's, it's populated at Alex Kodaris. It's populated by, really by uh, people of, of skill and integrity. Um, uh, we do not believe that uh, what we have had in the past will happen, but of course, we keep our eyes open. We uh, do regular engagements with these, uh, with the, at, at the minister's level, with the board, and obviously at the officials level with the executive to ensure that what you have had in the past um, does not happen. But I must also say what was happened was not that there were no investor uh, 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 reports that were prepared by the department that went to the ministers at the time to say we are observing this, we are observing that. Uh, uh, I think this is the issue is uh, how do we ensure as we go forward that the, the shoulder oversight activities are transparent enough that, that uh, where wrongdoing has been pointed out, um, it gets it can, it can uh, be visible beyond the, the department. Um, the jobs created, we, we used to have this target, jobs created in our, um, in our uh, shoulder complex uh, in the past. But what we tend to find is that SOEs create jobs internally. Uh, jobs are not created in industry. And, and we have the kind of situation we have now at ESCOM where some experts have said, 16,000 more people than we need. Um, how uh, entities create jobs is that when we undertake these capital programs, uh, like that Transnet has spoken to, they create jobs during the construction phase, but invariably there are new operations that uh, post uh, 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 development that get, um, uh, get put in place where new businesses are, are set up. I mean, Studies that we've done here, for instance, for every job at Dinao, six jobs are created in, in the rest of in the rest of the defense and related industries. Um, and, and I think the, the multiple for for the likes of ESCOM and the aviation industry is something like one to four. Um, so th that's that's how jobs are uh, are created. Uh, you know, they should be about, if possible, uh, spinning off some of the capabilities we have in our SOEs to set up fully fleshed enterprises, because when you set up that you create jobs. So that's, that should be the, the focus going forward. Um, but we, we, we do on a regular basis uh, commission um, uh, uh, reports where we, we, for instance, we look at a particular investment program, say, what's the it's multiply effect on the economy, for instance. We do those kind of things. Um, and that's something I think you maybe now going forward, uh, you need to maybe make a little bit more visible in our in our uh, uh, plans as, as a department, um, the, the history of Coleman Andrews from the early two thousand, I think, has been well covered. 
wonder 20 years down the line, how much can, what can be done in recovering that, that little mini. But I think your sentiments are, uh, are very much welcome. Um, I've spoken about SAFCOL and the role of decarbonization that can be played. The comments that you're making on DSPs, well, I appreciate it, um, because you're saying there are people that have been let go and uh, through the DSP and new people being hired. If you have information, please, uh, if you can uh, bring it to, to our attention. Um, uh, 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 but obviously what, what the management is trying to do there as well is try to manage uh, the bill, the salary bill at the business. Um, so yeah, so uh, but I don't have much details in, in this area and I don't know any of the colleagues would like to comment on it later on. The, the branch lines and some of the uh, effort that has not been made in the past to keep this in a good condition. And those comments are accepted but as we now, some of the concessioning that has been done has been tried to bring other actors into that space to, to ensure that those lines are brought back into operation. But also what we need to do going forward, and, uh, and this has been a, one of the messages to our team here on DTM, we need to get see what the role of the municipalities, where this, uh, uh, which these uh, branch lines traverse, what role can they play, um, what investment uh, uh, they can mobilize themselves to ensure when the line is restored uh, that it is utilized. Um, it may not be long haul um, uh, 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 freight that is getting moved, but uh, uh, freight that can be moved within the districts, within the local municipalities. Um, we uh, get what will be what will make the economics of that uh, uh, possible. Uh, we hear your comments with regard to CRRC, but I think let's leave that to the courts. That it, I mean, um, we have engaged uh, SASEC, which is a parent company, parent agency in China on, on this, this year's CRRC matter. Um, we have our own views, but we do not necessarily want to share them on this platform. Um, uh, but let's, uh, but our comment would say, let's leave those to those who are probably well, better positioned to deal with them. Um, the has spoken to the 1064 funds in terms of what has been done to recover those. The ESCOM uh, power station recoveries of, uh, uh, that we have covered uh, some of the initiatives that have been undertaken at ESCOM to address uh, the funds that were, have been misappropriated, but also spoken to some of the effort that is going on to improve maintenance, including some of the agreements that have been reached with some of the OEMs. Uh, in Zimbabwe, um, it's good to hear from you. Uh, the, uh, yeah, we, we welcome your comments with regard to the corruption report. Uh, Makobe will talk to some of the efforts that they are, that they are taking with the authorities uh, to ensure that um, progress is made um, in this regard. But, uh, to the large extent, our law enforcement agencies are, are independent, as we all know. I've covered SAA Express. Uh, we hear your, your cries about um, Cape Town. Um, and in actual fact, our minister uh, raised it with, the, the, with, uh, with our colleagues at SAA to say, you need to, you need to engage um, the office of the speaker to ensure that you schedule your operations such that, uh, especially during the, the peak seasons of, of parliament, that you put enough uh, uh, capacity uh, on there. But of course, they are, they are operating for uh, narrow bodies currently. So it, uh, it, it does constrain how much 
how many slots they can have uh, in place there. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not aware of the overpayment um, that you're referring to to one of the executives at at, at, um, at ESCOM, uh, unless you are referring. But I heard you refer to uh, name uh, currency. You're not aware of this, and if you have any information, we'll appreciate it. But you don't. Uh, sincerely, we do not know um, anything about that. Um, the SOE collaboration is a. It remains. A, a big objective on our part, uh, uh, for instance, we have gotten the TE uh, Transnet Engineering colleagues to engage with, uh, with, with SA18 Carl at some point to see what kind of collaboration can happen there. And I agree with you, comments that you have made in relation to dinner. Um, um, from where we are sitting, we can have the engagements happen, but we cannot instruct, we cannot interfere in the operations of these particular entities. And that's what good governance demands of us. With um, Ifloma and Safcol, actually Ifloma is, is, um, is benefiting from Safcol's intervention, not the other way around. Uh, Ifloma was a loss-making business for the longest of time. Um, many hundreds of millions of rents have gone into that business from Safcol. Now we're expecting that money to come back um, in the form of dividends and so on to, to Safcol. And um, and Safcol has deployed management. The new management we have in place has been has, has uh, invested a lot of time and energy in ensuring a flama gets itself to wait. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll stop there and ask uh, Advocate Makobe to come in and answer any of the questions that I may not have touched touched on. Dr. Makobe, you want to speak on on the engagements we're having in the law enforcement agencies. I think on the matter of the law enforcement agencies, um, we will refer matters to them for, for investigation, but obviously we cannot put the timelines on them because of their independence. But we've got regular meetings with, for example, the SIU, just to really determine what is the progress on the matters that they are investigating and for them to give us progress reports. But in terms of putting the timelines, we cannot because they are independent bodies and they've got to undertake their own investigations in line with uh, their mandate. But we do get progress report in that regard with regard to where they are in the matters. Chairperson, uh, uh, we'll stop there and, and thank you very much uh, for giving us the time to respond. Okay, are you? That's good. Um, Honourable well, members, that is the response to your questions. Uh, just with the two or three minutes that we have, can I check if there is any question that one feel it is not properly covered? Honourable. Thank you so much, Chaperson. Thank you for the opportunity. I think, uh, look, the DG and the team have done very well. Uh, maybe just uh, as a conclude, Chair, if you could just allow them just to introduce themselves because we can see the hardworking men and women who are sitting around the table. Uh, just to put the faces to the presentations that we keep on having. 
Um, Chair, uh, I want to just check with the DG um, with regards to the denial issue. And we know that it's technically insolvent. Um, and the net equity is uh, reported at a negative um, 1 billion as of the 31st 20, uh, December 2021. And the issue of broader alignment is required between the Department of Defense, Department of Public Enterprises, National Treasury, and other relevant stakeholders to engage on the future state of denial. That is the question. I, need, I, I would want to understand if we have that broader alignment uh, really between the defense, the Department of DPE and National Treasury and other relevant stakeholders really. Uh, with uh, You have reported on many aspects around its its finances, but I think this is an important part. And, and why I'm saying this, I think it will enable Denel to pursue a strategy to revise really its operating model uh, with the intention of consolidating operations, disposing of non-core assets and executing um, identified strategic equity partnership to alleviate its financial pressure. So to the committee, I think that we should really also get information to DG as the committee on the litigation that is faced by Denel regarding its uh, its uh, solvency. I think it's quite critical. It might not be now, but I think we need to do that. Uh, the second part, I want to understand, DG, when we say we've got under-expenditure that we've recorded, do we have an understanding maybe at this point as to exactly what is the volume of the under-expenditure in its, in, in its totality that we're going to take back to Treasury? And yes, you reported that this will not happen again in the future, but I think it's something that we need to note, and, and, and I, for one, I'm not happy with that, primarily for many reasons that we know. Um, and we cannot continuously have money that goes back to treasury for many other reasons. When the end financial year starts, we need to ensure that our planning, our strategic plans, even in different, uh, uh, what do you call it, different portfolios that we're having in DPE, uh, sub-programs for that matter and programs, that they are able to be planned such that this money that we budget for and we pass budget, but you are unable to spend it. We understand there's other things that might be beyond your control, but I want to understand the volume of this amount that we're taking back. And at the end of the day, what is it that we're going to want again from Treasury? And we're going to come back again and say we have been under uh, budgeted or rather we've not been budgeted and so forth. I'm worried about it given these volumes of troubles and challenges that we're having in different entities. Let me leave it at that, but I want to really congratulate you, DG, today for a good work. And insofar as how you were responding to all the questions, one will think that you had these questions before, but it also shows that you do have capacity to understand uh, your department that you run. Thank you so much, Chair. Thank you. Honorable, uh, honorable members, I ask... Chair, I have I, I want honorable members to just check questions that they have asked, which they feel are not properly covered. I will appeal to the members not to ask new questions now because we have a problem of time already. I was just giving you uh, the positive gesture because I'm a nice person. Honorable Piri. Uh, thank you, Chair. I'll go straight. I wanted to 
uh, try and clarify. Maybe when I spoke earlier, I, I, I quoted the wrong name, but remember I was referring Gigi to the COO, not the CEO, uh, by the name of Jean. I can't even pronounce uh, the same name. Uh, even there was a time in uh, plenary we raised or raise the statement. On, on, on no, it's uh, Kachalia. Mute Kachalia. Okay. So uh, the way uh, UDG could not respond is because maybe I've raised a, a wrong name. But I was referring to the issue of uh, COO, Mr. Jean, be it a former or still the current. But uh, even though the name, whether it has been cleared or not, then I felt or we need to also. Uh, try to get a response if there was a wrong allegation or a true allegation. If not, then did we receive the money back or what? So I was referring to that particular case, Chair. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Honorable uh, Pierim. Uh, Honorable Kachalia. I hope you have not uh, think of new questions. You are the last person now before I give the department. Uh, that's precisely what I was going to say, sir. I'm not going to ask any questions, new or old, but what I will do is I've listened carefully to the responses of, of the DG and I have made notes. I will cross-reference against the questions I asked. And if there are any gaps, I will put it in writing and uh, request a response. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Kachalia. Uh, Honorable DJ. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Chair. Um, as I indicated, uh, Honorable Shavala, Dinelle will be with yourself in the next week. You have taken note of the, uh, the two area strategy and litigation. Uh, they will uh, cover that strategy again, uh, which requires funding yourselves. Um, on the issue of alignment, uh, I think we're not, the fact that we have a, we have a plan, we have made a request for funding, it was not accepted. It shows that that alignment is not there, but we understand that we are operating within a, a bigger government with many other priorities. And at times what you request, we may not, we may not receive. Um, we have a regular, um, uh, sessions with our colleagues at at DOD, um, uh, you know the, the issue of strategy, what needs to be done, is something that is always on the on the table. Of course, issues of facilities and capabilities that will suffer as a result of funding is of major concern uh, to them. But themselves, they are not in a position to provide the, that additional quantum of funding that is needed. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, probably the the work that needs to be done is is very much gone uh, you know, above our pay grades uh, as, as, as DGs. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, but we, we continue slogging, uh, we continue meeting, continue having the discussions to see what, what can be achieved within the limited uh, room that we have to move. Um, Chair, the, the, the Honorable Piri, the, the issue she was raising on, uh, on uh, uh, COO Yana Oberhaus, then the issue related to the uh, to in, in investments in um, entities that um, the private sector entities uh, um, that um, that have also are doing business uh, with uh, with ESCOM and whether there was a, 
the conflict of interest there. That was properly investigated and, uh, and the, the COO was exonerated. Um, there's no incidences of overpayment uh, to himself. Um, and, um, and I think there was a statement to that effect that was released by, um, by ESCOM uh, to lay that very point. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you, uh, DJ. Uh, honorable members, that is the end of our engagement of the presentation. Uh, I think we reach a time where we have to thank the department, thank you, the min deputy minister, and the department led by the DG. Uh, we really appreciated your presentation. Uh, now we have to release you so that as members we can be in a position to finish the business of the day. Uh, thank you. You are released. Uh, good day, good afternoon. Yeah, now coming back to the Secretary of the Portfolio Committee, Mr. Tisang Mutsumi. Can you take us through with the minutes of the previous meetings? Okay. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, it's only two sets of minutes. Is the minutes of the 23rd of February, which is last week, um, the, which is a mid, the follow up the briefing by ESCOM on the midterm results, unbundling and the security of supply. But it was a joint meeting with the uh, Select Committee on Communication. The meeting was attended by the Deputy Minister. Uh, they were also led by the chairperson of the uh, of Transnet of, of ESCOM, Professor Makoba, uh, the input of the Deputy Minister, the input of the Chairperson of the Board of ESCOM, and then the a summary of the presentation of ESCOM. We just uh, we just actually give a synopsis because we the presentation is available, and then we also give a a synopsis of the observations of the committee and then the committee didn't adopt any uh, minutes on that day thanks chair thank you mr machumi um members can we move the adoption of the minutes Chairperson, my name is Judith Chabalala. I move for the adoption of the minutes as read and raised um, by the secretary. Thank you. Honorable Chabalala has moved for the adoption of the minutes. Is there any seconder? Chair. Yes. I move to second the proposal by Honorable Chabalala that the minutes be adopted. Honorable Kumede, um, 
seconded the Honorable Shabalala for the adoption of the minutes. Uh, the second page of the minutes, Mr. Muchubi. Chair, the second batch of minutes is the 16th of February, which was a follow-up meeting with Transnet uh, on that uh, uh, the financial statements for 2020-2021, and also a the private sector participation model that they presented. And then that is the people were present in the meeting, the opening remarks, political input of the Minister of Public Enterprises, the presentation of Transnet, what it entailed, and then the summary of the discussions and the responses, and then the minutes that we adopted for the 1st of December and the 8th of December. And then also the adoption of the pro program for that for that uh, uh, for the first term. Okay. Thank you. Can we get a mover of the meeting, oh, I mean, of the minutes of the 16th of February? Chair, uh, I move for the adoption of the minutes as presented by the Secretary. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Piri. On the borders of South Africa and Zimbabwe, uh moving the adoption of the minutes is there any second i rise to second the move for the adoption of the minutes as written and raised by the secretary that uh, to adopt it officially from the zimbabwe borders thank you <laughs> on a lighter note <laughs> okay thank you Honorable the second member of the adoption of the minutes honorable members i think that is the end of the minutes is there anything else secretary no chairperson on that note honorable members we thank you so much for attending this portfolio committee and make very 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 crucial questions and comments uh, have a nice day. The meeting is adjourned. Long live the chair. <laughs> Long live the chair. There's the borders. He's singing. Long live. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. There's borders. Is <laughs> okay. Recording stopped.